What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 65 this week. Yes, mm. indeed. Getting there. Getting, getting there. there. I can't wait until episode 70 because we're going to have the one and only Rebecca Kennedy back on the show and we're trying to get her uh, her friend to come on with her, yeah, you know. Emma yeah, Emma Ferman. Yeah. 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 Recently seen in Endgame. She would be awesome. What? Yeah. 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 And a hundred. A hundred is closing in like really fast. It is. Can you believe that? I know, man. It's, it's like... crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you guys today about in industry news. But first, we shall say your hosts this week are myself, JLo Fantastic, The Mouth. What up? Tavia. Hi. And Locam. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> uh, but yes, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you guys about today. And, I mean, let's get started with the biggest thing that happened in Hollywood. Record-breaking Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like- insane. $357 million That's right. domestically. That's right. Everybody was like, can it hit $300 million? And so many people were saying impossible. Yeah. They all agreed that it was going to beat Infinity War. Yeah. But they didn't think it could hit. The, and they just like slaughtered it exactly like, what was it 1.2 billion internationally 1.223 billion dollars worldwide damn yeah uh on the opening weekend it, it that i mean it's crazy it really is yeah by the by the end of the weekend it was already profitable yeah it had already made its budget and its money back and was already oh profitable goodness. by the end of the weekend <sighs> now they're talking about possibly $2 billion by the end of Sunday. Yeah, it was hard to do my predictions this week. I'm not even going to lie. I had no idea what to even no, put. I mean, it's sucking up all the money. Exactly. Right? I mean, it, it's... How so, many people do you think are going to go see it, like, I don't four know. more they're, times? They're, they're, they said even with a significant drop-off, it's still expected to have the the biggest second weekend Damn. of any movie in history. It's going to take out uh, Star Wars. Yeah. So, um... And I think uh, there's the Force a, Awakens. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are waiting for it to be less crowded to go see it too. I think that's going to be yeah. the next big wave is people Agreed. who've been wanting to see it. I probably would have been in that same camp too, but Kevin was worried about spoilers. Mm. He was like, the sooner we like, just go ahead we and got see to it, do it. Yeah, the, the that's great. You know, the less chance of being spoiled, so we just went ahead and saw it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just racking up money. It is. left and right. Like, like it's breaking all kinds of right. It broke biggest single day, biggest opening weekend, biggest opening uh, worldwide, biggest IMAX showing. Like if there yeah. was a record for opening, it beat yeah, all of them. Seriously, and I mean, it's just so high. It beat its own record. Yeah. By the way, it beat its own record, but by like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I, I just you're basically saying you're putting it out there going, Yeah, anybody else, you're gonna have to make four hundred fucking million dollars to beat us. Yeah. Like who's gonna do that? There's like, no way. No, no There's way. No way. No one's I even mean, coming close. It's it's but I, I mean, kudos. Because it was everything. Like we we had talked about this, but for me personally, and I'm sure for like a bunch of other people, if you were invested mm-hmm. since 2008, yeah, if you were invested Iron in these Man movies, film. the MCU for all 11 years, and you were like hard, it paid off because they gave you everything you yeah. wanted. I mean, you were attached to these characters, and I, what I really loved, and and you know, we'll hint at this in our top five, but. What I really loved is that there were so many references yeah, to, to the all older of the old movies yeah. and Easter eggs, not only to the old movies, but to the comic books and to like outside stuff. Like mm-hmm. they were given references to other movies. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was just, I really feel like they took so much time to say, what do the fans want? What have they earned? And let's give it to them wholeheartedly. And I think they did that. Yeah, I, I agree mean, completely. I was, mean, 22 films, man. Nobody has ever films. done anything like that. You think about it, like, 
it takes so long to get a movie made, but these guys were pumping two or one or two out a year. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And I really love that they they really committed to bringing back like all of the old characters that you were wanting to see. Absolutely. Even if they never appeared in another like, you know, individual film. Yeah. They were still there. Yeah, you had like uh, Robert Redford and uh what's his face? Uh Crossbones. Uh yeah. forget his name. Yeah, Grillo. Um, yeah. but yeah, they they uh, Natalie Portman. Just... Natalie Portman. Yeah. 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 And it, um is that uh we heard that was uh bonus or that was extra footage from thor the dark World, yeah they right? edited that that was actually she didn't actually yeah. film anything it was I just taken figured, from yeah. leftover but, but they made sure to send her a ticket which i thought was right yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah it was just phenomenal they actually for the first time ever had somebody from the television side of the mcu crossover into the films mm-hmm. with jarvis um that was pretty which, cool yeah because in the past i mean that's happened before but in the past it's always been somebody that was in films first yeah. and came to the tv yeah. side of it right, yeah. but this was the first time that somebody that was only on the tv side of it debuted in the film so that was really cool hell yeah i think everybody was excited about that yeah um i just so many different i mean you just see people are still talking about it and still like oh did you see that mm-hmm. i didn't even see that or i saw this and i didn't see that and like yeah. Moving forward, there's so much, and they're not, they're just steamrolling. They are. We're gonna th- I mean, we got so much in industry news today about Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it's like crazy. They're, they're like full steam ahead into the next phase and like television, yeah. movies, everything. Exactly. They're, they're not done dominating. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're really not. And I mean, we saw some other announcements that says like a Ghost Rider series is coming to Hulu. So, like, what oh, we were yeah. talking about different weeks that Marvel shows are going to pop up on Hulu. Mm. I mean, it, it's crazy. And we should mention that they now have out of the, out of the top 10 all-time opening weekends, Disney owns nine of them. Ooh, the only other one damn. in there is Jurassic World. Um, but oh, nine out of the 10, six of them are Marvel movies, yeah. including the top two. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And, and the 22... Marvel films, the 22 MCU mm-hmm. films, have now made more than $20 billion Damn. worldwide. That's insane. I, I wonder if they're keeping these lists up to scale, though, because like like Titanic, that used to be the movie that right. everyone quoted as like the best. Like but obviously, even though it's not that long ago, money is worth different amounts. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, adjusted for inflation. Really? Oh, still. wow. Yeah. So Titanic is out the list. Yeah. <laughs> well, gone. Avatar and Titanic are still the two biggest grossing movies of all time. Oh, okay. uh, Avatar at 2.73 billion, I think, oh. and Titanic is just under that, but they really think that Endgame has a shot at dethroning Avatar because I like I said by Sunday it's going to pass 2 billion dollars. Yeah. It would literally only have to make 0.73 more to get it. So, a lot of people think it won't because it's going to die off after everybody's been able to see it. Um, but I want to just point out that both Titanic and Avatar, yeah, I'm throwing some shade at James Cameron, <laughs> while they hold those records and they've held them for a long time, they both saw re-releases, which totals went into the grand total, yeah. and they were both in theaters for like fucking a year. Yeah. Like, oh, of course yeah. you're going to be yeah. the most money if you stay in the theater for a year. And then like, I saw some people trying to say over uh, Twitter, but Endgame's so long, Endgame's so long. Well, if you guys remember, both those films are also almost yeah. three hours. Ex- exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, yeah. 
yeah. I still I mean, remember the Titanic. Uh, if you bought the DVD, it had to come on two discs. Uh, right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> discs. That's funny. Yeah. No. No. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, just crazy. And for anybody who's listening and wants to know, it is Captain America: Civil War, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Black Panther, the first Avengers. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame. Those are your six in the in the top ten. That's so. crazy, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they are dominating. And I mean, like we said, Hulu. That's about to be their spot. Like I said, Ghost Rider series is coming. It's going to launch in 2020. Yep. The series is going to be focused on the Ghost Rider Robbie Rise. Is that his name? Uh, Robbie Reyes. Robbie yeah. Reyes, uh, <laughs> as opposed to Johnny Blaze, who was. Uh, Nicolas Cage in the right, films. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to deal with uh, some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It looks uh, like. Well, yeah. Robbie Reyes' version of Ghost Rider actually appeared uh, on Agents of no. S.H.I.E.L.D. for an entire season. Um, and he's fantastic. Had a lot of interaction with Chloe Bennett's yeah. Quake. Um, he's, it's a great version. The comic book version is great. And, 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 uh, Gabriel Luna, who's by the way the the new Terminator, the new bad guy Terminator, and the new Terminator film coming out. Oh, uh, Marvel did announce he is reprising the role, so they're going to stay with continuity. That's um, cool. And keep him in there, and he did a brilliant job. He's a great version of this character, mm-hmm. so I'm like really excited to see where they go with it. And I feel like since it's not going to be on ABC and Hulu, they can go way darker now yeah. than then. I mean, they went pretty dark on yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., honestly, but yeah. they can go way darker on Hulu, I yeah. feel like. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, and that's not even the only series that was announced for Hulu, a nope. Marvel series. Uh, yeah, if you like dark. <laughs> yeah, you said a Hellstorm series. Yeah. These are basically the children of Satan? Uh, well, no, they're they're children of a serial killer. Oh. But they're... they're basically they're, Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their powers are all on the de- demonic side demonic and like side. demon side. They yeah, fit very so. well into the category with Ghost Rider. Um, so, and it's going to be following the two of them as they track down people that terrorize humanity. They're basically like Ghost Rider. You yeah. know, if you're bad, he's going to yeah. come get you. They're basically along those uh, lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as you guys know, Runaways is already on Hulu. Yeah. You got uh, Cloak and Dagger on Freeform, which I really think they should bring yeah, to Hulu. Yeah, so um, they, because they've talked about making that crossover exactly, right there. So. Exactly, and I, I think they're that's going to happen. I mean, they're, yeah. they're both both creators are talking about making that happen, but I feel like if you just bring that over and just keep it all contained on Hulu. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's on top of all the other ones that they already announced, Howard the Duck, Modoc, mm-hmm. Hitmonkey, and Tigra and Dazzler. So, I mean, clearly, if there was any question... That's crazy. I think the I- MCU movie characters, since it's a little bit more lighthearted, I guess, if yeah. you will, although Endgame is pretty dark, yeah. um, that's going to be Disney+. Plus. And it looks like Marvel has made no bones. Mm-hmm. Hulu yeah. is going to be where their dark exactly. shit is. <laughs> so... Anybody, and I know we see this because we got a lot of Save Daredevil fans who listen to the show. Yep. Hulu is probably, without doubt, going to be the new home, but it can't happen for a while, though. Like, they can't even, like, write a script for two years. Yeah. Like, nothing like, for two years. Like, they can't even think of an idea, no development, No anything. development. So, probably around three years. I yeah, mean, just yeah, putting in earliest, realistic terms. Earliest. Yeah. And, and that's Which is if, sad. That sucks. It is. But it is good to know that it will have an eventual home. Yeah. I mean, it looks like Hulu definitely is going to be a yeah. Marvel home. So that's good. Oh, my goodness. That's good Can news. you imagine three years into the future, their marketing plan for the, oh my that gosh. shit coming back? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And, I mean, look, you got plenty to hold you over until they come back. Yeah. I mean, look. You got at least seven Marvel <laughs> TV series to watch. Exactly. And and that's, I mean, who knows how many more? Exactly. I, I mean, they've got all kinds of properties. Yeah. A, a lot of stuff was announced for Hulu today. That is for sure. It is. 
Yeah. Now they have 28 million paid subscribers, and that's already up 12% since 2018. Yeah, and you think Disney's not loving this. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> they're just raking it all in. And what's interesting is we saw another thing that said their average age range is like 31. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I don't, maybe Netflix is a little younger. They do have a lot more like adult animation, I feel like, but Hulu has all the adult animation that was already on. TV, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out if Netflix will ever release that demographic. Well, I mean, I don't think the reason, you know, for anybody who has lived under a rock and doesn't know, Disney owns ninety percent of Hulu now. Uh-huh. So, um, and I'm fairly certain Comcast is going to cough up that other ten percent soon since Disney owns Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I think that they're not going to have any problem building subscriber base for Disney Plus and con- continued growth for Hulu because all of the stuff that everybody wants is on those. Mm-hmm. And they, they're already talking about offering a package deal that like you can get Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus <laughs> yeah. and all that for like one price. Yeah. I mean, I think even... It's one-stop shop, man. Yeah. And even Netflix said, we really think our battle is going to be Disney yeah. Plus and us. And uh, like that's, I mean... Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. It really is. And I should, we should say, I saw something interesting today. Netflix said that they're coming out with some new audio experience where it's going to be like the the audio is on a whole new level, mm. some sort of new technology that yeah. the Duffer Brothers from Stranger Things mm. developed. And, really? and they're they're incorporating it in. So the next time you're watching Netflix, yeah. binge watching something, and you think the audio, sound, it does sound different. Yeah. It's supposed to be a whole like theater Interesting. I wonder if they sold that idea because they're getting sued by that <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, For, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, they're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah you it's, know. It's a little know. bit of trouble. Oh, I did see real quick too before we move on to Netflix, because we can't talk without ne- talking about Netflix. Uh, I did see also that Disney's kind of releasing some stuff, and the Marvel series that are going to be on Disney Plus are going to be six to eight episodes. Mm. So they're, they're newly negotiated contracts with these stars, mm. so it does not interfere with them if they're still under contract to appear in the movies. Yeah. So meaning like if, if they're on the series, it doesn't yeah. mean they still can't pop up in yeah. the movie or vice versa. doesn't mean if they've got only a movie contract right now that they can't pop up on the shows. Six to eight episodes? Six to though? eight episodes, mm. yeah. I feel like ten is like... Maybe a little too mu- too late, least like less. I don't know. I don't know if that's I, enough. My only guess is that maybe they're testing it to see like if it if it's popular enough to mm-hmm. keep it in a series, yeah. Or should they use it as a tool to launch a film? A I, you know, and, yeah. and so and they're talking about. I mean, it's they're going to be basically films. So I'm yeah. guessing these six episodes are going to be expensive as fuck. Well. Yeah. So we all point. know that yeah. all the all the contract numbers came out recently. We all know all these Marvel people are getting paid like shit tons shit of money. Tons. So six episodes probably expensive. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say, and how much does Downey make off? Of? Right. Exactly. He's got points on everything Marvel. I mean, yeah. not just his shit. Just everything. Fucking, that's crazy, like, man. That, that getting, guy's banking. He's getting paid a shit ton. I mean, we were talking about the other day the the um the prices they get paid came out the other day and he his normal price for any film now is 20 million. Yeah. He's getting 20 million at least. Yeah. And then he's got percentage points. Yeah. He's got profit participation. They said off Infinity War alone he made 75 million dollars. Mm. So and that's that's 75 million dollars 
plus his $20 million payday. And then that and, they get a bonus? Yeah, they released now that there's performance bonuses. If the film hits a certain benchmark, they all get bonuses. They didn't release how much the bonuses were. So Downey Jr. gets $75 yeah. million, $20 million, plus whatever that bonus whatever was. Whatever that bonus is. And Endgame is just shattering yeah. all those numbers. So he... I'm thinking he's killing dude's it. gonna like walk away with close to 200 million off. Yeah, of, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, off of Endgame. Yeah, uh, five million dollars for three days on Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like that's insane, <laughs> dude. Like, but he's earned it. Yeah, I mean, there Definitely. is no MCU. No, there's no 20 billion dollars, 22 it. films, none of it him without him. So exactly. pay the man. Exactly. Right. Now we mentioned Netflix earlier, and they're pretty smart. I'm not even gonna lie. They uh, they jump on the hot topics and the hot news that breaks all around the world. Netflix is now joining forces with SK Global Entertainment, which is the same group that uh, made Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So they're joining with that group to tell the story of that 2018 uh, Thai soccer team that was trapped in the cave. So they're going to tell the story of the rescue. Oh, I'm wow. really excited about this one. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it certainly gripped the attention of everybody for a while. Yeah. <laughs> are they going to are they gonna include Elon Musk in there, like when he sent that thing over there, but then they right. didn't use it? Yeah. And then, uh, we got divers, Elon. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, that would be funny, but... Yeah. I it, don't know if it's a series or a movie. I, I, I just saw that they were coming up with the idea. Yeah, I, a film. It, it's going to yeah. be like one of the... Yeah, so... It's, I mean, I'm excited about it. I, th- I think yeah. if done right, it could be really compelling and like, you know... Yeah, well, you know, they already Netflix. had a, like producers and writers on the ground while they were still in the cave over there. Yeah. Like, they were already developing the story. Yeah. It was I mean, crazy. <laughs> Nowadays, crazy. I feel like, you know, you got to walk around with like a, a, a contract in your pocket. <laughs> right. Because, right. I mean, you go to Walmart <laughs> And all of a sudden, you're in like a TV movie where right? a shooting happened. And yeah. like, here's my rights. Make a movie. Well, I mean, I mean, this past week alone, there was two shootings somewhere, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's it's insane. It's it really insane. is. I mean, it, it just. Yeah. But I think this is going to be a good story. Uh, I think it's going to help Netflix because they're canceling a lot of their good shows. So maybe they're focusing more on TV. I don't or I'm, movies. I don't know. I was a little disappointed they they canceled Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, yeah. That's our next this, one. Yeah, because yeah. I think they just started the third season or something, and that that'll yeah. be the last season. And yeah. It, so and it was not ended well. Mm. The, that thing that a lot oh, of shows shit. do, where like you expect more. Yeah. And so good. I really wonder why they keep doing. This. I don't. I don't know. I, and I was shocked by this. I didn't realize, but it's the mm. seventh show they've canceled. Damn. So, yeah, they had the uh, One Day at a Time reboot that they canceled. Yeah. Um, and then Friends from College, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Travelers. They've canceled mm. all of them this year. See, and I heard Friends from College and Travelers were good series. Yeah. And those were like specifically original series for Netflix. I, I'm not going to lie. I freaking loved Friends from College. Yeah. And, and like Tavia just said, it ended with a cliffhanger. Yeah. It mm. ended with something I need to know right. what happened. Mm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, mm, I I really hope they figure it out because like like we keep saying with in wake of all of these new streaming services will Netflix survive? Well, I mean that's a great point and here's another point and I'm just wondering because I don't know what the development deal was. I don't know how much Michelle and Barry are making, but the Obamas, you know, they have that production deal with Netflix. They Are do. they canceling all these expensive shows? Because we all know the Marvel shows were expensive. Yeah, they've admitted if, that they were as fuck. Yeah. yeah, because they've got seven, you know, shows slated to to appear on Netflix. The Obamas, in their, do? yeah, damn, seven shows. That's crazy. So, I, I mean, are they 
can in these other shows to be able to afford these new shows wow. by the Obamas? Yeah, I saw the the thing about the Frederick Frederick Douglass biopic. That's really awesome. But seven shows? Yeah, seven shows. Oh, the cool. Frederick Douglass, like you said, yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome. It's based on uh, David Blight's book. Yeah, uh, the biography. So that should be. I mean, yeah, that that. But yeah, I saw they have uh, their lineup. Also includes. What is this? Uh, a series about food aimed mm-hmm. at preschoolers. We know that's big for Michelle Obama. Remember yeah. her initiative as first lady. A scripted drama about post-World War II fashion? Mm. What? Uh, a documentary film focused on American factories? And then a, a, a slew of other ones. So I think the overall deal was like seven. Interesting. Uh, so, so you can tell it's coming from both of them. Yeah. Like it's both of their ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but and, and I mean, I'm sure these will all be great. Yeah. But I'm just wondering... Are are you canceling these fan favorites because these are gonna be costly? I I'm hope just not, man, because yeah. they they had a lot of fans. Not the not the Obamas, not that the Obamas don't have a lot of fans, but I'm I don't know how they are entertainment wise. Right. Yeah, to be honest, exactly. So they could be complete flops. Exactly, and then what? Exactly, uh, and fingers crossed. I'm, I heard rumors. Heard rumors that our friend Billy Ray is uh, fishing. Last Tycoon mm. to Netflix to try to get it revived. Really so now. I know he's busy, busy working on the Comey film right now. He posted earlier today. He's location scouting and stuff, so I'm excited about that. But man, that would be great because there are a huge amount of Last Tycoon fans that Amazon pissed off, much like we were talking about, where it ended on a cliffhanger and mm. you're like, what the fuck? That's crazy. So, I mean, that'd be great if Netflix picked that up. So yeah, we'll see. We'll seriously. keep an eye on it. I mean, it's everything's changing at Netflix. Like every day, <laughs> every week, it's something new, man. You're not lying. I mean, it's like, I know we talk about this all the time about how brilliant Reed and Ted are, but like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, I, what's yeah, going they, on? Mm, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah. They both just got pay raises and <laughs> what's going on? It's true. I'm just saying. True. I mean, you, Playing devil's advocate. I love Netflix, but, I mean, you got to ask all the questions. you got to ask them. I mean, exactly. it's fair. Exactly. And I like that we've been talking about, like, theatrical performances yeah. the past couple weeks because a lot of big stuff is happening on stage. Like, To Kill a Mockingbird, Aaron Sorkin's Broadway production is continuing to make waves all over the theater production community. It has now broken its own box office record for the fourth consecutive week which is insane. It scored $1,756,227. Wow. Damn. Yeah. For a play. For a Broadway play. Damn. <laughs> I mean, these are Hollywood heavyweights, though. Okay? Yeah. Aaron Sorkin, I mean, television movies, he's a huge writer. He's now yeah. directing. He's getting into directing yeah. himself. And you'll notice that the producer, Scott Rudin, mm-hmm. go back and, you know, go to IMDb and type in Scott Rudin, and you'll see, like, a shit ton of blockbuster films that he he's a producer yeah. of. These are big Hollywood names that are behind it. But, um... I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird was huge anyway. It's got, like, the source material is great. But then you factor in the fact that it it was done by Aaron Sorkin, this rewriter, this reinterpreter. I mean... Uh, he's anything Aaron right I would read like you know the phone book if he rewrote it like, I mean he's just a brilliant yeah. writer I mean agreed agreed and this is uh news after uh the 
it's they said that they recouped their entire investment. So that's awesome. And right now it looks like they have around fifty-seven million dollars worth of profit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. I mean, they're just killing. And it. hopefully, we can see more resurgence like that. Like, let's get some other classics on the stage. Exactly. Like, I mean, I mean, like West Side Story. I mean, Spielberg. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. Yeah. We don't. We don't, we don't know, know. But it's not looking good. It's apparently, looking Disney. Good. Like you know. I think uh, Disney. I think old Bob told Rupert some stuff, and then yeah, <laughs> just look. I mean, to be fair, that could be all Alan Horn, though. Yeah, I mean, he's in charge of the studios. He's yeah. the one making those decisions. And and for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Disney's like chopping off a bunch of uh, yeah. Fox films that yeah. were in development, you know, and they're not going to make them or not move forward with them. And apparently, they're relooking at Spielberg's West Side Story mm. and uh, considering whether they're going to oh. still make that or not. That's so. crazy. See what happens. See what happens. This yeah. thing has been in development for a while now. It has so. been, so we'll we, see. We and it's cast. See. We know they cast that young newcomer for the role. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Now, this next one, I mean, we're all in about entertainment. It's all about entertainment. The NFL Draft, last week's telecast of the NFL Draft, was the most watched in the event's history, which is surprising to me because I feel like people's interest in football is just going away. I thought so, too. Uh, I mean, with all, like, the controversy, um, not just with the whole kneeling and all that, but even right. just... Um, game calls, yeah, um, and things like that. A They're lot of people, changing stuff every year. I feel like, yeah, and a lot of people feel like a lot of things were unfair, um, right? Which every time someone says it's unfair, there's another person saying you're just mad at it yeah, was fair. Exactly. So it's it's very much debated no matter what. But get over it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I I can see that too. I can I can I thought that that was the case as well. But yeah, even when I was working at the bar, people were like, "Is that the draft? Turn well, it up, shit. turn it off, well, put it on every TV." I'm 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 gonna tell you, it it just I think it goes to realizing that yeah. and it, i think it goes to Iger's genius because yeah. from what i understand uh it was brand new this year it was all different they actually spread it out over all of the networks mm-hmm. like esp all of espn's networks yeah. plus the nfl network but for the first time ever on abc it yeah. was in prime time robin on abc and there. robin roberts yeah. was hosting it and it was it was Entertainment oriented, but also news oriented. Really and for anybody cool. who doesn't know, I mean, Robin came from sports. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, you're throwing an anchor no, in there. Yeah. No, she was a sports anchor for a long time. Um, and so, and I think to their credit, Disney's credit, they changed the whole format and how yeah. they presented it and how they were doing yeah. it. Cause I think, like y'all were just mentioning, there was so much negativity associated with exactly. it. They're like, how can we make this different and unique and change exactly. it to where people want to see it? Exactly. And I mean, I guess it worked. Uh, and it was a unique experience, too. I, I mean, we should say 47.5 million watched it over TV, over all those broadcasting uh, platforms. But around 600,000 fans actually attended in Nashville. They did it all outside, yeah. which was pretty cool, like down um, that one famous street. I forget what it's called. Yeah, in Nashville. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Music Row. That is, that is crazy because that's almost triple the amount that was in Philadelphia in 2017, which yeah. was 250,000. Well, in Philadelphia, their fans are like they're crazy. Remember <laughs> remember last year at the draft they there were so many stories coming out about how rude the Philadelphia fans were to all the yeah. other people that showed up point. for the other teams yeah. and stuff. I mean, they were just like belligerent to yeah. the other fans and mm. that's like that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, um, to 
it's like a friendly sport. Why can't I mean it's about teamwork? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, hopefully this this whole new approach by all of them. And I saw too that Twitter like secured some more rights to some more games and um and different. So I like this whole idea of putting it out everywhere, so wherever you're at, you can see it. Yeah, um, agreed. But hopefully this continues because I feel like a couple of the rule changes coming into this yeah. season. Yeah, I don't think are going to go so well. So I'm hoping they can keep a lot of this positivity going into the season because I think they're going to need it. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> and they also said on average at least 6.1 million people were watching it over digital or TV. That's wow. yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So, hmm. oh man, this next one. You know these next two. I told you we're going to be talking about it all year. Uh, Kim Fox, Kim Fox, who is the Cook County State Attorney has now been subpoenaed to appear in front of a court as a lawyer, seeks an appointment of uh, special prosecutors to investigate investigate Fox's handling of the Jesse Smollett case. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody from the second she recused herself, yeah, uh, everybody thought something shady was yeah, going on. They were like, uh, um, no. Yeah, no. We should also say the judge did file a petition for her uh, top deputy, the guy that actually dismissed everything. Yeah. He's also being called yeah. in for his shit. Yeah. Um, and th- this is the one, though, that jumped out to me. So both of them little shady characters, but then the judge also filed requesting paperwork he- demanding that uh, Jussie himself appear. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's At awesome. the hearing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, you're still involved, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like, this is all because of you. Exactly. So, I mean, and I mean, they're suing him to try to recoup the money. This yeah. judge, I feel, is like doing everything right. And it's like, no, yeah. you need to be here. You need to be here. You need to be here. Yeah. We're going to figure this shit out. Oh. And uh, apparently, Jesse will have plenty of time to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> it looks like, I mean, they said he could possibly come back for the sixth season, but yeah. I mean, they kind of sent him off. Yeah, I, they did. They yeah, did. They, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know so what's going to happen to his character. Exactly. We should. Empire has been officially renewed for another season, their sixth season. Um, but th- yeah, it said it's unlikely that that Jussie will be on the show, though. They did say Fox released a statement saying, by mutual agreement with them and Jussie, the studio negotiated an extension to his contract option for the sixth season, but there are no plans to bring him on to the show. Mm. Um, so my best guess is, best case scenario, they're hoping this all kind of just goes away. People right. forget about it. Something else big happens, and yeah. they're talking about. And if they. Say they they realize they're not getting picked up for a seventh season. They can tidy up, wrap up the show, finish all the plot lines and storylines. And in order to do that, they would have to bring back Jamal, Jussie's character, and kind of just like put it to an end. So I feel like they extended his contract with the option to bring him for the sixth season in the event that that would be the case. But I feel like if not, they also have protected themselves saying, "Eh, if it keeps getting ugly, if we keep talking about it, if it ain't looking good, we don't have to bring him back. So, um... We, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I should say, for anybody who's an Empire fan and everything, they did do a really... Jamal's character kind of exited in, in, a nice way, in, right? in this end of the season five. Yeah. yeah, and it was like a positive kind of a storyline, and it yeah. kind of was a nice send-off for him. So I feel like even if they realize after season six they're not going to get a pickup, yeah. they've kind of already done a tidy little cleanup for Jamal. Mm. So... I don't know. Goodness well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. We're definitely going to keep an eye on the trial because this trial, although a civil case and not a criminal case, will almost definitely 
show whether he did or did Didn't not. He is still adamantly denying yeah. any of it. So, but this trial, I feel like, much like the OJ case, yeah. will say definitively whether he did or did not yeah. stage all this because it's all going to come out. Remember the OJ case? They found yeah. the shoes. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. They found it. In the civil case, they proved it. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll see. Well, yeah. uh, just like you said, I feel like all year we're going to be talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess sticking with uh, deadbeats. This uh, next one. Yeah. Yeah. This one shocked me. I mean, I was just looking up on IMDb, and I haven't seen any of his films, so you take it away. Okay, first of all, we've talked about this on the show in the past. The only movie that I have ever legitimately full out cried at, <laughs> like bawled my eyes out like a little baby, was The Champ. Was the, the champ. original Champ with John Hurt and... and uh. Uh, I mean, John Voight, I'm sorry, and Ricky Schroeder. Mm -hmm. Little Ricky, little blonde hair, little mommy. It was right after my dad died. Yeah. And then the whole premise of the movie is yeah. that the, his dad dies and mm -hmm. he's pounding on his chest. Makes no sense. champ, no champ. Yeah. Like, uh, I bawled like a bitch. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Ricky Schroeder. Ricky then he Schroeder. went on in the, in the uh, 80s and had a huge uh, sitcom show yeah. with Jason Bateman called mm -hmm. Silver Spoons. Okay. Huge hit. Yeah. Um, ran. That's probably where he became most yeah. famous. Honestly. Um, and then he's been moved behind the camera. He's been doing a lot of directing. He that's was cool. on uh, NYPD Blue for mm -hmm. a stint. I um, saw they did a couple episodes of Scrubs. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pretty. I mean, teen idol, childhood yeah. actor, kind of like what people assume. Yeah. A decent guy. Yeah. But apparently, old Rick. Uh, oh, by the way, he likes to be called Rick now, Rick. not Ricky. Ricky Schroeder. We're going to keep calling him Ricky since How about, apparently. Uh, Dick Schroeder. Yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. Apparently, he was arrested this morning. Um, Anyway, you know, this is Wednesday. And as you guys know, you've seen our new format. We're releasing every kind of day now. So, you know, but we'll let you know. We should say Wednesday morning. Uh, he was arrested early in the morning on suspicion of felony domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the, the police were called out. Deputies arrived at the home. Uh, the female victim had obvious signs of physical altercation so they arrested him yeah uh he was currently being held on fifty thousand dollars bail now here's where it gets all like what the fuck and why jlo's like dick schroeder apparently on april 2nd they were also called out to the house and he was arrested mm. for beating this same person up uh and he was also held on fifty thousand dollars seems to me like this time around the judge should have been well like hmm, less than 30 days ago he was arrested for beating this woman right, up. Right, the same person. And we gave him $50,000 bail. He got out and he did it again. Why is he getting fifty thousand dollars bail exactly. this time? Keep him in there. What I, the I mean, like I, you know, we should say alleged, but the police do say there's obvious signs of abuse. Yeah. So I mean, like, what's up, man? Mm. What 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 like, is this what thing happened? where you feel like, like you have to hit somebody? Exactly. I do just, you feel so bad about your life? You feel like that's the only way you can feel empowered. Like, I mean, is that the reason? Because you suck? Because you're Dick Schroeder? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Dick on your uh, shoulder. <laughs> yeah, no, but like legitimately though, like I just don't ever see the point yeah. of, I don't care how bad it is, how much of an argument it is, whatever the disagreement it is, you are a man, that is a woman, yeah. you it's never ridiculous. hit them. No. Ever. Ever. Unless exactly. that woman has got a samurai blade coming at your neck, exactly. or she got a gun and she's about to blow your right. face off, exactly. you don't time. hit them. Exactly. Like Unless your life is legitimately in danger, exactly. you don't hit them. Exactly. Ever. Now, let, let me just say, uh, as a woman in the group, 
women, it's also not okay to hit your man. No, exactly. <laughs> not. Thank I, I'm going to say that as the, exactly. as a woman here, it's also it's never okay. D- domestic violence is never okay. If there's a situation that you're in a relationship with somebody, no matter how much you love them, if you guys are fighting to the point where it turns physical, you got to figure that shit out. Yeah, you got to go to therapy like, or break up or something. Exactly. exactly. And you have to be smart about it mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of times we'll see where they're both arrested yeah. or or just the man is arrested and it, it, it turns out that, like, the woman, like, hit the shit out of him and exactly. he was retaliating. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, guys, all I can say, and women, too, and yeah. for that matter, be smart. Guys, if your yep. woman hauls off and slaps you across the face, decks you, cuts you, whatever, yeah. walk the exactly. fuck out the house. Leave, leave before you hit back. Exactly. Just leave. And Just, same yeah. thing for the women. If your guy hits you, get the. If you're exactly. able to, get out. Go. Exactly. Don't retaliate. Do the right thing. Leave and report. That's what I feel like you should do. Because inevitably, it's always going to end really bad Agreed. if you just don't go Agreed. just like yeah. so we don't know what went down with ricky right. or dicky or <laughs> like, uh, but right. dick on your shoulder hopefully you know i mean he can get some help i feel like he's got to have anybody well, who's done it twice in less than 30 days exactly. and whoever the woman is that's being abused hopefully she can get some help now too and uh, get know? out exactly. right just um, i mean but it, it's kind of funny. It reminds me of that "What Would You Do" show, mm-hmm. and they yeah. they had people, um, you know, actors pretending to be, uh, you know, in domestic violence situations. And of course, when the guy is being physical with the girl, um, people, everyone's stopping and they're in the right. park, or whatever. It's like, hey, you need to stop and call yeah. the cops. When the girl was like clearly slapping and beating and punching on this guy, like people just looked and were like, mm-hmm. walk yeah, by when he asked him. I'm not like, gonna lie. I mean, how many times do you see that? Like right. if it's a bunch a of guys walking by and some woman is like yeah. kicking her boyfriend's ass, she's like, "Oh shit, she kicking his ass!" Yeah. But you're right. I yeah. mean, but she, she could be like legitimately abusing exactly. him dangerously, and guys are like, "Oh and shit!" And guys are even less able to, in some ways, to defend themselves because then again, they look like they're the abusers. Um, but it was funny though because they he would stop people. I forget the host's name now, but he would stop people and say, "Why didn't you help them?" And they were like, "Well, I just assumed he did something wrong. I thought he <laughs> oh assumed God. he was cheating or something, and she yeah. caught him." And so. It's really kind of an unfair, skewed thing. It is. Small it is. little side uh, sidetrack. But anyway, nobody hit your significant other. There you exactly. go. The moral of this segment of uh, industry news. Yeah. If you Don't need help, people. please seek it. Whether they're your abuser or the abusee. <laughs> no, that's, you know, that's good, though. I yeah, like that you seriously. ended it on a serious note because a lot of people don't get out and they continue to suffer. The, if you need help, get out. Call somebody. Go somewhere, get help, because I mean it's a real thing and it, it's scary. Yeah, yes. agreed, agreed. Yes. Sticking with some uh, more s- serious stuff, John Singleton died at the age of sixty-one from a stroke. Oh, 51. 51. Yeah, I said Ooh. sixty. Fifty. Fifty. Yeah, that's th- so young. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago, much like a repeat of Luke Perry, just a sudden stroke out of nowhere a couple yeah. weeks ago was so bad they had to put him on into an induced coma and on life support. And after a couple of weeks, they realized it wasn't going to come out of it, and they, they made the decision to take him off of life support uh, Monday, wow. yeah. this past Monday. Yeah, and um, we, uh, we heard some stuff about like his fa- his uh, mom and daughter, or his wife and daughter, like fighting over like what to do control, with the body yeah. and what to do with this money, and yeah, a whole bunch of like stuff i would never even want to fight about no no but i mean i unfortunately when you when you start talking about celebrity status or wealth or there's an estate involved especially when it's unexpected like right. this i mean the one thing i think everybody should probably take out of this is like you never know never know. so you need to have a living will or um a directive you know or just a full-out will so even if in the event it's unexpected there is no 
It's like, this is what I want. This is who gets it. This is what, you know. Because yeah. he, unfortunately, I think was held on an extra week because they were fighting on yeah. what to do with him. And right. I mean, I just feel like that's and, inhumane all the way around. I and mean, you don't have to be rich and famous to have to, to have your death cause serious problems in your family. It's yeah, true. So exactly. that's a good point. Have yeah. a will. Go ahead and figure it out now. Do a video will is even better. Cause it's even better. Hard to dispute you actually on film saying, I want grandma's dresser drawer to go to Timmy. Right. You know, whatever it is. The crazy thing about this though is like Luke Perry 52, John Singleton 51. It's like guys, you you just you don't never know. know. Exactly. You never know. I mean, so just tomorrow could be it. Today could be it. Yeah. So no time to waste. No. And we should say, I mean this this was a big loss for the film community and television community. Uh If you guys are unfamiliar, boy, Boys in the Hood, and, and just like there's so many yeah, poetic fa- justice, poetic justice like, with Tupac, yeah, yeah, Fast and, and furious, and, um, right? yeah, uh, yeah. Too Fast Too Furious, yeah, yeah. Uh, so many. And uh, we should say, if he was the first African American filmmaker ever nominated for Best Director, he was also the youngest the person youngest, to ever yeah. be nominated wow. for for Best Director. Wait, was he twenty three? I think I believe so. That's awesome. So I mean, it was groundbreaking, and and he inspired and or mentored a lot of the current filmmakers, yeah. and not just filmmakers. But I saw a great post by Reese Witherspoon, mm. who mm-hmm. said he reached out to me, found me, and, wow. and encouraged me, and said, "You've got this. Let 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 do." this wow. kind of thing. so he was very mentoring not just yeah. to filmmakers but actors and and like people trying to That's end crazy it's a huge loss it's yeah. a huge loss yeah um, seriously well we know that um one of our past guests and our friends that came on inside the crazy ant farm emily peachy her first ever speaking role was in one of his movies yeah wow. uh abduction yeah. with um uh taylor, taylor lautner there yeah. uh yeah it was yeah her very first speaking role and he cast her yeah so. Mm. Uh, I mean, it just kind of touched everybody, and I mean, yeah. it's just—he seemed like a really good dude. He really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I met him very briefly. Yeah. I got to talk to him for a few minutes uh, when he was uh, producing um, Hustle and Flow in Memphis with uh, Craig Brewer, and mm-hmm. just yeah, like you said, just a very went out of his way to make sure he talked to yeah. every person. That's awesome. Like, didn't kind of like you know, yeah, I'm too busy. I got to go. Yeah, he took the time to talk to every person. Just a very nice, very cordial gentleman, and um, it's a loss, and, and you know. Re- thoughts for his family and you know yeah seriously just live your life people live life because exactly oh man this next one i'm interested to see how long these are going to go on because (laughs) there's no way they're going to go long as long as the original series uh fantastic beast has been set to release for fall 2021 Mm -hmm. that is crazy this is the third installment of i think this is a prequel series of the harry potter right so I'm just wondering how long is this going to go on? Wasn't there only three hobbits after Lord of the Rings? Uh, two, two hobbits. Yeah. So, which is weird because the Hobbit was a prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But they released them after. Yeah, like weird. that, and but, I think that's the same as what this exactly. is. So I'm just exactly. like, is it is it just going to be three films? Is it going to be? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm I'm not embarrassed to admit I have no clue. I mean, mm-hmm. like the storylines of any of that. I'm just wondering. How many books were in this series, and does yeah. it lead up to the introduction of, of Harry, Harry Potter. Potter? I yeah. mean, is that the plan? Because yeah. I mean, didn't this last one make less money than the first I, one? Yeah, I believe so. so. Like, and um, Johnny Depp, I believe, was the villain in the last one. Yeah. So is he coming back for this one? I mean, I don't know. He needs some money. He needs some money. He's <laughs> he's going through some hard times. He's going I through have some stuff. Friends who could probably answer most of those questions. I have really, some very now. big Harry Potter mm. fan mm. friends. Maybe we should have him on the show. Yeah, a whole. Harry Potter show. Little ooh. Harry Potter. 
That'd be yeah. interesting, yeah. wouldn't it? Start drinking a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That'd we can crazy. all wear glasses. Yeah, have wands we and could. wear little scarves. I'm and fine with this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with this. We'll get Emily to make us some butterbeer frappuccinos. Yeah. Y- yes, butterbeer frappuccinos. Do it, do it, do it now. We're gonna have a Harry Potter edition. Yeah, yeah. And that's we can make it Ir- make them Irish. Yeah. Exactly. It, that's a whole thing. We exactly. got to learn all about it. It's exactly. going to be amazing. Yep. Speaking speaking of some uh, trouble, some yeah. going through some stuff. It's, uh, it's some weird, confusing shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it. Who knows? I mean, I guess Jazz Fest turned out okay. Yeah. You know they that, pulled you through because they they. But speaking of giant festivals, music festivals, the granddaddy of them, Woodstock. As you guys know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show. Uh, they're having a big fiftieth Woodstock revival anniversary concert. Um, festival and this has been in trouble since the get-go basically apparently the promoters were like oh i got this great idea we're gonna do woodstock all over again for the 50th and it's gonna be and they to reach out and then they realized they couldn't do it at woodstock at, at the, the location because somebody had already booked that location uh, on that day yeah. for a festival for a music festival see that was um, a warning from the musical gods saying, exactly Stop it. don't do exactly. it exactly <laughs> but they moved forward i guess it got rolling they started booking a bunch of people they got an investment company in and everything well apparently dentsu i guess i'm saying that right dentsu aegis the financial backer backed out mm. decided to like pull and he announced that it was canceled. Yeah. He went everywhere, put it everywhere. Yeah. Woodstock's canceled. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not I mean, going it to was posted on GMA, Billboard, everywhere. Yeah. Well, apparently the attorney <laughs> for Woodstock 50 and for the promoter said Dentsu Aegis and their representatives had no legal authority to announce that it was canceled and that it is not canceled and that all stakeholders including all of the performers and vendors and everybody that were contractually obligated that said they were going to show up need to show up Mm. because they're moving forward with it anyway yeah they're gonna figure out the money and have this thing go on they say anyway. they're gonna be <laughs> they, yeah, they say. is this gonna be another fire festival all I, right I, that's what i'm worried it's turning into yeah ne- netflix is gonna have a new documentary what should have been woodstock 50 yeah like, i mean you show up for woodstock and you got like maybe two people that showed up and you yeah. get some like cheese sandwiches uh, and shit no, okay. i mean i don't know no see Sometimes there are certain things that come together and they can only happen in that one moment in exactly. history and you have to just move on and like, yeah, you can remember it as a great event that happened, but like, and you can try and create other great events, but you can't always recreate the same thing. And then if you try, you piss off the musical gods and they ruin your life. I feel like exactly. that's true. There are, it I, is. I, and especially in recent years, I feel like people have tried to recreate these epic magical events of history and they've all failed. Yeah. I mean, Woodstock <laughs> originally almost didn't happen, right? Like just right. the first one was yeah. a struggle to get started. Like, so why would you want to do that again? Exactly. And then it wasn't really, yeah, you're right. It wasn't even kind of really all planned out. Like once yeah. it did happen, people heard and like, what the fuck's going on? And kind of just showed up on this well, farm. I mean, it's like, crazy because people don't even talk about it woodstock was an absolute shit show yeah there was barely any food there was barely anywhere to use the restroom people were getting sick off of drugs exactly it was nothing but a giant orgy and yeah. drug pit that had some celebrity exactly. performers performing i mean basically i mean that's what on this one guy's farm like it's like what the fuck I know. I mean, so, <laughs> so if you, if you want to recreate uh, yeah. the giant orgy kinda, and drug fest like go to like, burning you know, man exactly <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be fine it kind of makes me wonder why like it's such a monumental like date or a monumental event 
I mean, I'm all for like remembering it and be like, oh, cool, it's the 50th yeah, anniversary of Woodstock. Yeah. But like, do you have to recreate? Right. It? Like, eh, yep. I don't yep. understand. Yeah. So it is what it is. <sighs> another battle getting ready to brew. Oh man, and this one just happened. I didn't yeah. even realize it was time for election again. Goodness gracious, old SAG after. Yeah. Uh, apparently Matthew Modine. I love Matthew Modine. He's yeah, great. He's, he's awesome. A great actor. I mean, he's a famous guy and pretty pretty liked. I mean, I guess in the community. And uh, he has thrown his hat in. Said he is going to run as a candidate for president of SAG after. Mm. Uh, he's currently on his ne- uh, local board. Uh, and uh, the national board of directors, but he's gonna try to, you know, throw it in there and get get yeah. president of the whole thing. Um, he is a member of. If you guys remember, we were talking about it on the show last year when they when they ran. There's like two different factions, you know, of of SAG after now. Yeah. There's a membership first or members first, which is what Matthew Modine is gonna, and it's f- like really progressive and like really you know hardcore distancing themselves from the from what sag is yeah um and i'm guessing gabrielle kateris who's currently the president is gonna run again um and try to defend it it looks like she hasn't made any motion that said she wasn't going to right so um so it was a pretty nasty battle the last time yeah um so this is going to be real interesting to see kind of who comes out on top um I mean, there, there are all kinds of ugly allegations that Gabrielle Cateris was, you know, embezzling money and mm. that there was fraud going on. Damn. And that they were, you know, basically extorting and intimidating people to do things. Wow. And like, um, it, yeah, it was pretty ugly. Uh, and so it's like mob pot. Yeah. Politics. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I shit. don't think, you know, people realize how powerful. The Screen Actors yeah. Guild Union and now after is. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know how many like politicians. We're on that SAG after yeah. board, including Reagan, you know, yeah. president of the United States. Yeah. That's how he parlayed into the governorship and into the presidency so was crazy. by being president of the SAG after yeah. board. So it's they're powerful and unions yeah. are powerful, especially in California. So uh, that's crazy. I don't know. Good. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, we'll see who announces and who doesn't, and yeah, see who gets it. Cause... Seriously, seriously. Now these next two guys, mm. they're they're becoming pretty powerful themselves. I mean, even in, at their young age, Oscar-winning writers and directors slash producers Phil Lord and Chris Miller have signed a massive five-year overall deal with Sony Pictures Television. Now, if those two names, you don't know those two names. Those are the two guys that got kicked off of Star Wars, a solo story, yep. and then went to Sony and made Spider-Man into the Spider-Universe and got an Oscar. And got an Oscar. Yeah. They're also the the brilliant masterminds behind the Lego movies. Yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, these, yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was their first yeah. one. Yeah. Their first. Uh, I mean, I loved Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Exactly. Um, so, like, when we went back and started looking at all the different stuff we've done, or they've done, it's kind of weird because I guess just Disney didn't like what they were doing with Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do have a very particular style, yeah, I guess, do. and, and kind of the way they approach things or whatever. Well, but um, And they weren't the only people being cut, you know kicked out of Star Wars, yeah. right? I mean, there was kind of a lot of that there going on. There was other people. Well, yeah, I mean, people were not happy with Ryan Johnson's uh, no. <laughs> last right. one. No. They're all hoping J.J. just like writes that shit off and exactly. like, nope, didn't happen. Here's what really exactly. I mean, so we'll see. But I'm excited. Leia's dead. <laughs> exactly. They <laughs> are related. They are related. Um, <laughs> they are Solo or Skywalker's kids. Um, right. They. Uh, I'm excited about this one, though, because if you guys saw 
you know, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the reason they won the Oscar, in my opinion, is because it was just groundbreaking. Yeah. They took was. traditional animation and then CGI animation mm. and then, all, like, just uh, stop motion and kind of just, like, blended yeah. all this stuff into, like, some seriously epic, I mean, freaking feature film. Yeah. Um. So now this deal, though, apparently includes live action dramas. Shit. So I'm really curious to see how they approach the the live action stuff, since apparently we didn't get to see it with Solo. Right. Like. Um. But anyway, I mean, I just feel like this continuous power struggle between the studios. Like, oh, well, you drop them, we're getting them. Yeah. Or we're gonna snag them from is. here. I mean, they're they're fighting for dominance. This is a good grab by Sony. Yeah. Because these guys, I like these guys. They're they're pretty great. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first time either. I mean, the Wreck-It Ralph director just went to Sony, remember? Yeah. So that's not the only Disney people. That's it's true. It's kind of good for filmmakers because if you don't find a home at the first place you get hired at, chances are you'll find one somewhere else. Yeah. So well, being yeah. dropped from one doesn't necessarily end your career. Exactly. Now, this this is the curious part to me, though, because they said that one of the reasons they snagged these guys after the after the success of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is because Sony's top priority, they want to build a Spider-Man universe mm-hmm. on Sony television. That's awesome. So, but my, my thing is, is that how does that affect MCU and Marvel mm-hmm. and Tom Holland and right. that Spider-Man... I'm wondering if they see like, okay, well, Tom Holland's really successful there, so maybe we're going to renegotiate that and let him stay in the MCU, mm-hmm. and we're going to focus on all these other Spider-Man characters yeah. and build this so maybe, our own little universe. It would be good too to make it animated, just to keep yeah. get it different, keep it separate yeah. from, yeah, Man, exactly. Spider-Man's kind of like Joker. Like, there's so many different versions and right, takes, like, and like all at, almost like at the that. same time. Yeah. You're like, what's going Especially on? Especially with like the Venom movie coming out and then making a sequel to that. So. Yeah. I mean, again, how, how yeah. can you have a Venom movie without Spider-Man? Without Spider-Man, so. but apparently, What's <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you don't want to confuse the fans because the fans of Tom Holland has earned that MCU Agreed. spot. Yeah. I he think has. he's like the definitive Spider-Man now. So if you throw in a different Peter Parker, like, no, yeah. but this is our Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I, hmm, mm. It just doesn't well, let him stay MCU. Let him keep moving forward with that. And then, like you said, build this, you know, animated universe on TV. And, and this Venom was sony as well right yeah so maybe they maybe they will take a page from that and grab a different version of spider-man you know what i mean like there was all those other ones maybe they'll make a live action version of one of those other spider-man yeah. girl whatever well, that yeah, was in the exactly See, now that's that's a great idea if you want spider-man in the venom movies and everything don't make it peter parker because yeah. there was a um, what, what was the female's real name was it mary jane that was the no, no Gwen Stacy. Gwen, Gwen, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, so maybe they'll make a Gwen Stacy one yeah, for Venom. Exactly. That would be cool. They or, haven't um, introduced Gwen in the MCU. Just they MJ. Yeah, so they maybe you could yeah. keep Gwen over there. Exactly. Exactly. Or what was it? Uh, Peter B. Parker, which is the actual. It's the uncle. Yeah. Instead of yep. Oh, or yeah. or Ben Parker. There's yeah. another one. Ben Parker, yeah. who's the Crimson Spider. Yeah. You can have so many. If you want Spider Man, there are Spider Men available <laughs> that yeah. you could do without Take Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Spider people. Yeah. I mean, like seriously. I mean, uh, if if you want to do it, that's the way to do it. I think. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, Octavia knows how to do it. Oh, Octavia yeah, Spencer, I should say. Uh, she has launched her own Orit. Orit. Orit Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, new- is this going to be associated with her new movie coming out, Mama? Hmm. It's a good point. But it's a. This is her new production company. So maybe, huh? maybe she's behind it and has maybe a producing role. Maybe there's a way to oh, get yeah. her started in yeah. that situation. 
Is that what it's called? Mama or Mama's House or um, Mama's uh, House? Is it? I don't know, but it looks creepy as shit. Yeah, it does look creepy. Like, yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah uh. If you haven't seen the trailer, go look it up. She's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, she locked or launched our. Uh, she <laughs> assigned a exclusive three year production deal with 20th Century Fox. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. TV. So maybe not with the film. But I mean, once you have a production company, I mean, yeah, I'm exactly. sure she's going to branch out in the out. film or whatever. But yeah, it looks like she's going to develop with her partner television mm. shows, comedy, and drama. Mm. So I could see that. Yeah. I mean, she she's proven. Look at this. Like we said, this scary-ass movie. Exactly. She's proven she can do both. So Yeah, she really does. This last one, I just I threw in here because I just saw it. And this yeah, one's kind of like... no idea. Yeah, this one kind of <laughs> just tripping out. This is odd. It is odd. Kanye West mm-hmm. and Jaden Smith are teaming up for a Showtime series. Smith is going to star in it, and here's the kicker. He's playing a young Kanye West. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's called, and here's where it starts getting real weird, like some tripping weed or something. I don't, I don't know, Kanye. What you smoking, bro? Omniverse. Omniverse. Yeah. Uh, West is going to, Kanye is going to executive produce it. They've ordered the script to series, Showtime has. And what it is, it's going to be a half-hour anthology series examining the many doors of perception. Mm. Season one is going to explore the ego through the eyes of a young Kanye West, played by Jaden Smith. It's really weird, man. Yeah. Like, it's going to... I guess this is going to be good so people can realize what he is actually thinking, but shit, he's crazy. I mean, at least he picked somebody who's equally as crazy. And equally as crazy. I mean, Jaden is all over the map. And he's so. not the most normal human being. No, <laughs> like, no he's not. Yeah, he's so, not. So, oh, all right. I don't know. That that was that that just broke right before we were getting ready to record. That, so I I'm mean, like, you know, that's going to be interesting to see. Honestly, to see because I, other than that Karate Kid movie and After Earth with his dad, yeah, I, they, I haven't really seen him act. And I mean, he's he is now. Um, well, um, um, what you call it on uh, uh, the get down? The get down, the get oh, down. Yeah. That's a good. He was great in the get in down. There. Yeah, but um, maybe yeah. we'll see him in that again too. Baz Luhrmann hinted that there are discussions about maybe making a feature film version yeah. set in the eighties, like yeah. jump a time jump mm. a little bit. I I think that'd be awesome with Justice Smith and stuff. But yeah, I don't mean, know. I mean, Jaden need. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> good luck, man. I have Jayden no words for that Kanye. one. I don't really either. Um, hopefully, it will kind of give some insight because I know for a, a few years now, people have been wondering what the hell Kanye yeah, is thinking. Yeah, like, so. I just feel like people, I feel like he feels like people just don't understand him and hopefully this will be a way to further express himself. I, I think he's correct that <laughs> people don't understand yeah, him. Yeah, no one understands him. So I'm very confused. We, we shall see. We, we, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, seriously. I'm just saying. Should seriously. we start a little controversy? Right. I mean, I feel like Jaden is not dark enough to play Kanye. Oh, goodness. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Goodness. I am literally just uh, kidding, but we get <laughs> hammered so much with all we that do. stuff. It has been <laughs> in the news so much. That was a little Will Smith joke I about, was, you know, uh, yeah. like, you, you just Serena's. play him, Jaden. You play Kanye. Okay? Do it. Oh my goodness! I mean, Shannon Cook came on last week and gave us a great example of that when he was playing an Asian character when he himself is Asian, right? Uh, saying he wasn't Asian enough, wasn't but, Asian enough. Yeah. yeah. So people are crazy, man. Twitter. They are. How do you tell an Asian he's not Asian enough? I know. Seriously, it's like, insane. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> All right, now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only 
only Colby Strong coming on the show. Man, this guy is an up-and-comer. He's basically been doing this for like nine months. He booked a one-way ticket to L.A. and has not looked back. No, this is inspiring for anybody who's trying to get into the industry, definitely. I mean, this kid just hammered it. Like, boom, here you go. Yeah. And uh, this is, yeah, shows you if you take the leap. Exactly. There it is. There it is. He's in New Zealand, so we got to Skype him. So. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Our first uh, call to New Zealand. Yeah, it's a Saturday morning where he's at, so it's going to be interesting. Oh, here he is. Hello, hello. Colby, how you doing, man? Good, good. How's it going? Good, man, good. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. This is my first podcast. Like, if we just like, oh, man. Oh, I'm man. So many things. Well, we can't. We're so excited that it's <laughs> so your first much. podcast. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is It is really exciting. A lot of um, really awesome things is coming from the show, and I feel like, yeah, just, just a lot of firsts, which is really exciting for awesome. the career. So Awesome. Now, what we like to do is introduce you to the listeners and kind of talk about how you got started in the, in the industry and how like you just wanted to get started in, over in New Zealand right now, right? Yeah, yeah, over right in Auckland. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you got started. What made you want to start acting? Right. Yeah. So, um, well, it all started about uh, 12 years ago, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was kind of a late bloomer talking about kind of, you know, finding your hobby or whatever like that. I grew up in a family of all women and all these women, um, my whole family are cops. And, you know, if on their, you know, growing up, they all played sports. So I'm kind of the black sheep, but kind of like the opposite of the black sheep of the family. (laughs) Um, you know, and so growing up, they were always, they kind of tried everything, putting me in a lot of sports. And if it wasn't sports, it was like gymnastics or, Mm. you know, I tried ice skating for a day. Like there were so many things, but (laughs) I know how amazing I could have been like the next Michelle Kwan, but uh, unfortunately I'm not. (laughs) Um, no. And so it kind of just, nothing really ever clicked. And then, um, uh, I got re my mom got remarried and I moved to, um, a new junior high school. Didn't have any friends. Like I was kind of just, um, kind of learning a lot about myself at the age of like 13. And I made a friend and, and she was like, Hey, you know, are you going to audition for the school musical Mm -hmm. seven brides for seven brothers? Oh, nice. And I was like, no, that's stupid. Like (laughs) stupid people do that. You know what I mean? So I mean, I just was in my own little thing. So anyway, but for some reason she convinced me to do it and obviously it was meant to happen. So, um, I auditioned and I got the preacher. How amazing. There's like 14 lead men and I got the 15th lead role. So I'm (laughs) back then. So, um, no, but it was super fun and, and it was just junior high, seventh grade. And, um, I'm from Salt Lake city, Utah and, uh, musical theater is really prevalent there. Mm -hmm. Um, it just has a really big audience for it. And so just from there, it kind of just escalated. Like the next big thing I auditioned for Peter Pan at some community theater show and (laughs) through a really awful audition, you know, I didn't know anything that I was doing. I was literally just winging everything. And for some, some reason I got cast in that. And, um, the, the choreographer, she was like, she was just interested in me and she was like, Hey, I have like kind of this dance company slash musical theater group Mm -hmm. that I would be really interested in you joining. And so I joined that and I was in a dance company for eight years. And that's kind of where the only reason I bring that up is because it actually ended up influencing a lot of my stunt work now, Yeah, like being able to move around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been cast if I, if it hadn't been for that. So anyway, I was really brought up in the theater side of, of acting and I was doing that for a really long time, mm-hmm. uh, as a hobby, but it was, it was my, the number one priority in my life, even though, you know, so anyway, I went to high school, everything was great and yeah. And then I decided to go to college and I, but I was like, 
it was such a weird thing because I I said to myself, you know, you can't make a living as an actor. You can't make a living. You know, I was always about security and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Like, how funny. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I know. Amazing. So I wanted to be a physician's assistant. And I was like, because I don't think I could have done all the years of college for being a doctor. But yeah. I did want to do it. And I could have like got my master's. So I was like, OK, I can do that. So I was going to school for that, but I was also minoring in theater. Um, I chose to go to Westminster College. It's a little private liberal arts college in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, very nice. But I decided to go there because my agent was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I, I got into uh, film acting when I was 17. So anyway, it was kind of just progressing from there. And then long story short, I got to my fourth year in college and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I actually feel like I can do this. Like, I just felt confident in my acting finally oh, that nice. I was like, oh, I could make a career from this. Yeah. Man, so that's... then from there, in 2016, I graduated with my Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. Mm-hmm. And and then from there, I spent a year in Salt Lake City, Utah, which actually a lot of great, um, well, a lot of great things come through there because I think it's just um, inexpensive to film. Mm-hmm, in yeah. Salt Lake. So, um, and then we have Sundance Film Fest. And right. so, anyway, Andy Mack, which is the biggest, I think, the biggest television show on Disney Channel right now, mm-hmm. um, kind of chose to ha- have Salt Lake City be their home for that television show. So, I got into season one as a guest star nice. and as one episode. But yeah, it was like a nice, just little like getting into these big shows just by being, you know, living in Salt Lake right. and not being in LA. And then Deidre and Laney rob a train on Netflix. It's a Netflix original mm-hmm. um, produced by Susan Cartsonis, who did What Women Want yep. and all that stuff. Anyway, um, she she cast me in that as as a nice little supporting role. Then that film went to Sundance. And so it was a lot of first for me just living in Salt Lake City. And then but though that gave me the confidence to then move out to um, move out to L.A., which was in October of 2017. Yeah. And I was in Salt Lake for, no, I was in Los Angeles for seven months. And then I got the audition for Power Rangers in April. So oh, it's been a year. That, and then from there, just training. And gosh, here we are now. Man, that's so, so it's epic. kind of crazy. Sorry, I just gave you the whole run. No, no you're no, good. No you're good. That's awesome because that gives us like less questions. You're awesome at yeah. t- storytelling, man. <laughs> yeah. And what, what oh, I God. love is it, it's so diverse because we have so many different uh, celebrities come on and actors come on. And, and it's really interesting to hear how everybody got involved some people just know from the get-go this is what they want but i always find it interesting with, with like yourself when you kind of fall into it like wasn't even on the radar but once it was you kind of realized wait a fell minute in love yeah, yeah I, I can do this i kind of like this and it's always interesting to hear people go that route into yeah. it um yeah and doing yeah. research for for this interview we saw that you booked a one-way ticket to los angeles man that is awesome just taking that leap and like yeah, having full faith you. in your ability yeah, it was, um, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I try to, at least I think that I'm smart about the business side of it. So yeah. like I said, it was just going to kind of, I got a manager the first time I went to out to LA just to visit. And she, That's I smart. got yeah. three meetings right off the bat and she was like, I'll take you. And I was like, I won't be back. And this was in March of 2017. I said, I won't be able to move until at least October because I had a prior commitment. Right. Right. And she was like, she's like, I'll sign you. She's like, I'll wait. So, you know, it was just all these really positives that were happening. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm just going to do it. And I have the most supportive family um, I, I could ever ask for. And so it was just all these like kind of just positives. And I was like, let's do it, you know, and then and this just happened to I mean, I feel like I have a lot of groundwork, like I've been doing this for a really long time. I feel right. like it's very deserving. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, people go to L.A. and you just don't know or it takes a long time. So I am I am one I'm 100 percent thankful and grateful to be where I am right now. And smooth transition. You brought up the the, the family and being so because so, that was my next question. It's like, OK, it's a whole family of cops. Right. Like, was there? 
there any pressure to be a cop? And what did they think when you spring? Hey, I'm going to be an actor on them. But it's good to hear that they're supportive. So right, right, right. Well, uh, it's actually it's the opposite of what anyone would think. And I have never thought about it until maybe even this question. But you know, like in in the movies or something like that, um, which is ironic, but, um, (laughs) in the movies, it's kind of like, you know, a whole family of cops, you would think or whatever, like the, the cliche plot line is that they would not support me and I have to prove myself or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, um, like I'm an only child and my family's really small. Like I have, I have two aunts and three cousins and my grandma and that's us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I know. Right. And my grandpa was kind of my father figure before he passed away, Mm -hmm. but it was like, Besides that, like, we're just small. And so I don't know if it was that, that it was just kind of like, you know, Colby's going to do his own thing. I don't know what happened, but it just, I started doing my thing and they were supportive from day one. And maybe it was just because they were happy I found something or, you know, like maybe it was just, I don't know what it was, but I never felt the pressure to become a cop. And my grandpa was sheriff. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, they were all really heavily involved. Yeah. But no, it was... I don't know. I don't know. And, and you know, I'm I'm the one kind of out here, you know, doing stuff. And now they're all kind of freaking out. They're like, oh, my gosh, are we going to be able to go anywhere without the pop? I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is dramatic. I'm, right. not, <laughs> I'm not like, you know, I'm not Jake Gyllenhaal or something. Walking right. Around. So it's. um. Well, you do no, know one thing. Question. Yeah. You do know one thing for sure. You have a free bodyguard anytime you need it. Right. <laughs> it is, security is not yeah. a problem. <laughs> right. Right. I know. My I was just FaceTiming my aunt and she was like. She's like, have you ever like wanted to move, use your moves on like somebody random or something? And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not gonna like fight somebody just because I do it on TV. Right. But sometimes you're like, sometimes you're like, dang, like maybe I'll maybe I'll try it one time, see if it actually works. You know, the stunt <laughs> yeah. moves that we go through in practice. Uh, so did you find learning all of the stuff for for the 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 martial arts easier because of the dance background? Did that play into it a lot, or was it was it just oh shit, this is totally different? Uh, how, how did right. that all play out? Yeah, that's such an awesome question. I love talking about it. You know, it has been a really interesting journey. So, I mean, growing up dancing, obviously, it's a different kind of move. And I've never, I mean, I, I took a boxing class once, you know, like for exercise and stuff like that. But I wasn't ever, didn't really ever learn the maneuvering and how to actually move your body. Right. And now you're on television where it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, filming something is very different than just doing it. You know, you have to make sure it's perfect and then right. you're playing the camera. I mean, so many things come with it. Yeah. So, the hard part, I think, where it got into, I mean, jumping right into it, I was one of the worst. Like, no lie. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, I was I was part of this class, and, and what they did is they, the, the audition process was very different, I think, than other other audition processes, mm-hmm. but um, we went in, and they were like, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second if we do end up talking about the audition process, but... Um, the part of, part of it was that, um, the producer was like, I need you to go train for a month before the next callback. Oh, wow. And so then we went and trained for a month and then came back and presented what we had trained with. Yeah. And then we did it a second time. He's like, great. I want to see you at the screen test, but it's in a month. Go train more, Shit. you know? And so, oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. It just, uh, went out. So anyway, um, so it was, it was just really intense and I had never done anything like that before. And it was like, you know, you're waking up at 6 a.m. and going and fighting until 9 a.m. and doing these private lessons with this guy who was a Power Ranger back you know, 10 years ago or something. Oh, nice. And he, I mean, it was just super intense. And I just had never used my body in that way. I had never thrown a punch before. I had never, and like I said, now you have to do it like not actually real for a camera and you have mm-hmm. to act like you're punching somebody. Right. And so it was just, 
it was just hard at the beginning. And then from there, but I mean, I felt like I always tell the cast, I'm like, oh, if you only saw my first audition video, that <laughs> right? I, like, I, w- I went in and I presented whatever that without any training and they said, let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And it was just so embarrassing. Like I, I had never done anything like that, but I wanted to prove that I could look like a yellow belt or something like believable. <laughs> right. So I like YouTubed a yellow belt routine oh, like, nice. presentation and it's super slow. Like, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know how they saw something in me, but they did. And so, um, yeah, from there it was, it was just, um, it was just overwhelming. And then when I got cast as Blaze, who is the number one cadet at the at grid battle force if you guys know the kind of the plot line yeah we checked and it out it was when we were yes good so when we were training you know they're like no pressure but you have to be the best out of everybody here. right you're like and oh. i was definitely the worst so like liana who plays roxy she had trained at this gym for five months oh, wow. i mean five years what am i saying five years before oh, like wow. she was super good and then like Jacqueline and and they were all picking up super quickly and they're super amazing. So then I it was a lot of pressure. Yeah. But sorry, I always I'm always going to answer the question long. I think. So no, you're, you're fine. Just, <laughs> so, but, I uh, do have I do have a question though because I do want to talk about the audition process a little bit because we do have a lot of listeners that are trying to break into the industry and so we yes. we like to use the podcast for for you know a learning tool if you will. And what I found interesting, uh, explain a little bit because you said that they made you go train before you come back for the callback. Now, did they pay for the training, or did you have to do that on your own on the hopes that yeah. when you came back you were going to get the callback? How did that go down? It was out of pocket. Wow. Out of pocket, yeah. wow. Very crazy. Yeah, like, I, it was a lot. Like, and and I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, you, it was just a gamble. Mm-hmm. But I was, I just told myself, also, the biggest thing was I was like, I am learning a lot from this experience. Right. So if I didn't get cast, I would continue to train, and now I can be potentially in action movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Good point. Um, it wasn't ever like there wasn't ever like something I wasn't going to gain from it, right. right? Which is really exciting. But if we're talking about you know the listeners listening to this, it's hard because. One, there were so many people in that room training, mm-hmm. and there were so many friends that I made that we didn't get cast. Like, and it was just out of pocket. Like, you know, the private lessons. I mean, it could get up to five hundred dollars, like sure, for an oof. hour. Yeah, and it's like you just got to do it. And and so I told myself, I was like, well, if I work hard enough, maybe this will pay off. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I said, in and in the end, what am I going to gain? Still, all the education from stunts exactly. and learning how to maneuver this way. Wow, so that's, that's awesome. kind of what I was telling myself in the process but yeah it was all out of pocket power rangers did pay for the first class which um the first class with everyone it wasn't a private mm-hmm. and then they contributed um a small amount to a to a third oh to any sort of private class but it was just the whatever small amount it wasn't for the full right. thing so gotcha. not saying i'm not i'm not um, grateful for that it was super nice for them to do that for the first class but for me somebody that hadn't done it at all i went every day for right. two months to this class yeah you gotta do so what it you was gotta something do. that needed to happen more than just one but yeah. some of us only trained once and then they got cast so you know it just depends like i just needed that but you know that was my own kind of experience well, but it was I it was think, still um, really amazing i think one of the reasons that I, you know you you probably ended up getting cast and and what i think is really important for the listeners who are listening is your attitude the positivity because you went into the whole thing with even if i don't get cast i'm gonna get i'm going to gain something out of this and that that i think that's the difference in attitude about people who make it and people who don't is the people who realize that while i might not get this i'm going to gain enough from it to get something else or i'm going to progress in my career by learning and i think that's the attitude that a lot of people 
who don't make it don't have. So kudos to that, man. I, I think that's the right Thank way you. to approach everything. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a tough thing. Like, I mean, obviously, I have a lot of friends that are actors, and it's it's hard to, I mean, you sit down and vent it all out because this is such an unconventional career, and things just sometimes aren't fair. And it's just, it's so subjective to so many different things that you're not in control of as compared to getting, you know, a desk job. Like, right. it's just different. So, but but learning how to really morph your mentality where you, you know, you, you got to stay positive. Or, like, what what are you going to do? Like, be negative for your whole career? Like, I, exactly. I love this job so much and I love storytelling so much that little things you just kind of put aside and you're like, you know, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, you can't, you're not in control of anything. Like, I talked to the producer. Um, this is not um, discounting anything. It's just always an addict. Like, it's always fun to hear how, why, how you got cast, blah, blah. But a huge thing that he said, too, for the listeners as well, is he was like, well, um, when you're casting a very diverse cast, he's like, your unique thing is that you are blonde. He's like, if you think about it, casting, you know what I mean? Casting of Asian descent. And then in, there's the first Indian Ranger. And then, uh, you know, uh, Rory D. Travis Black. And mm-hmm. it's like, but everyone has dark hair. So he, to me, he was like, you and Jacqueline were white and blonde. And he's like, we needed that diversity. So um, even for the listeners, like, know what, what makes you different and really utilize right. that. Because I, I was dyeing my hair when I moved to Los Angeles brown because I was like, everybody has brown hair and yeah. that's what's cool. And then, you know, and then you realize you're like, what am I doing? Like, and then for some reason I happened to be blonde back then and, you know, I had cut out all my dye hair and I ended up, you know, like, what if I was still dyeing my hair? I might have not got cast. Right. So it's like, be the hardest working person you know and be able to take no like it's nothing because um, one time a person said to me, they said, our job is auditioning and the bonus is getting cast. Absolutely. So it's exactly. not, you know, it's, we audition and that's what we do and we don't get it and it's not personal. It really isn't. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't work your, your hardest and harder than everybody else because I think that's one thing that made me stand out. See, I, I, two things that jumped out at me right there, because we talk about this all the time on the show with other guests as well, is how this industry is literally an industry built on rejection. Yeah. And you have to be able to yeah. take no, yeah. like like you said, like anything else. Yeah. It's just no, and it doesn't mean anything they, you move on. They compare on. themselves to personal or uh, professional auditioners. auditioners. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing that jumped out right there is, uh, what I really loved was, know what makes you different, what makes you, you know, uh, you're, you stand out. I think that's great advice because we see so many people try to conform. And I, I love hearing somebody say, no, no, don't do that. Find what makes you unique and use that. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah, and it's so hard because, you know, you obviously, like I have a friend and she knows this and I, I love her to death. But she is like, she's like, I want to do whatever I want with my hair. I, like my career does not own my hair. I want to do whatever. Goodness, you know, and so it's yeah. like I admire. But see, that then there's things that it's like. You also need to know what your what like how to be smart about the business. And I always right. give her crap every time. I'm like, okay, but you're gonna get put in this typecast, and you don't want that. Exactly. Like, I don't care. You know, so it's funny. But there's some things that you do have to sacrifice mm-hmm. for your career. But like anything else, I think you know. And so sometimes I'm like, you know, this is what I got to do, and this is what I got to do. Right. But at the same time, like know what makes you happy, and know you know know what you are the best at, and and Definitely. hone that. So it's a fine balance between you know, this, this sacrifice for any career that you would want to go far in and, but also knowing how to stay true to yourself, I guess. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, That's absolutely. a great piece of advice. <laughs> I, I gotta tell it, it's refreshing to hear someone so young yeah. ha- have the, such a, a head on their shoulders. Seriously. I, I, I can't tell how many times in just this interview, interview you've said, know the business side, yeah. approach the business side, work, study. It's nice and refreshing to hear people your age say that, you yeah. know, I mean, it, it it's, 
it gives me hope. Yeah, <laughs> the younger generation. That the younger Thank generation you. is good. It's, it's, it's yeah. Good. Well, and it's hard because you know, like me going to me going to college. All I did was just learn how to break down my barriers and actually right. learn how to act. You know, but that's four years of learning how you know what's my objective and my tactics and stuff like that. But one thing that is really hard is that we aren't really taught the business side. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have I've been thrown so many firsts, like I keep mentioning at the beginning of the interview, like also good and bad firsts. You know, you, yeah. you show up and and you got to learn how to, you know, you have to learn how to hire what CPA you want to get. And I'm, you know, I'm 25 and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I didn't even know what that was. And then they throw a publicist at you and you're like, okay, but you're expected to do this. And, you know, um, there's a lot of crazy things that people don't tell you about the business, but I would challenge everybody to just strive to learn more outside of acting as well, because I think that's how you can make a successful career, but you have to be kind of an entrepreneur. Like you have to really, I feel like I'm doing the business side way more than the acting side. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was interviewed for uh, Creed two and he uh, said this really profound thing that really stood out to me. And somebody was like, just talking about him being an actor. Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's funny because the only time I ever act is between action and cut. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and that's it. Like, how many times do we do that a day? Even if we're, you know, and then when we're not working, almost never. Like, what other things are we doing as an actor that you can make yourself a businessman or woman, you know? So it's... um. It's just something that I don't think a lot of people, the work that goes into it. But if you do that work, you will succeed because there's so many people out there that aren't doing that work. And, Definitely. you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of people out there that aren't willing to work that hard. But if yeah. you do, 100%, it'll it'll work out for you. Yeah, so. definitely. We've had so many guests come on the show that talk about in between takes, they, they're behind the camera learning like the cinematography. They're by the producers learning the yes. producing side. I'm, is there any other job in the entertainment? industry that you would like to uh learn and perfect at oh my gosh you guys' questions are awesome um yes actually probably too much you know watching <laughs> the directors i feel I've that always uh, yeah right so when i started getting into film and started really critiquing um it was always the acting obviously you know i was always mm-hmm. critiquing acting well now the acting is so second nature i feel like i've been doing it for so long right that now i'm always focusing on cinematography actually now that you bring it up nice. or scoring or, you know, it's always it's always so many different things now. And mm-hmm. now I love that. I'm always like, oh, my gosh, look at this shot. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, you know, it's so good. Yes. And I'm always and I actually that's funny you bring that up because I really I really do that. I usually when I go back, I obviously want to check my performance, make sure I'm, I'm happy. Of with course, it. of course. But also at the same time, it's like, you guys look at the coloring. Of this. Right. <laughs> it's insane, you know, and so they're probably like, Colby, go back to your mark. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, right. like <laughs> stick to your job. No, but it's so, um, I'm just learning so much, but also with that, you learn so much about, you know, like if you're learning about it, how they do, I don't even know, like a snap zoom dolly shot or right, something like right. that, you know, how to, re- you know, you know where they want the reaction to mm-hmm. be after they, after they zoom, you know, for this, you know, so it's, it only benefits you as the actor knowing, you know, from what the cinematographer is doing or what you know, you know, I guess scoring, like how would they score this piece of, right. you know, where would they put the piece of music or something? Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I would love to do so many things. It's probably overwhelming. Now, yeah. do you, know, you like find I, yourself doing that also like as a viewer, as a fan? Right. I, I totally get as an actor, you're like learning the different things, you know, where, you know, you know where they want you to, but uh, working on several films myself over the last couple decades. And, and yeah, cause I don't know if you know our background, but we're in production as well. And, um, oh, awesome. I, I, now yeah, I find amazing. myself when I go watch, 
movies or TV shows, I'm I'm critiquing like, oh look, I can see the boom or right. oh shit, you know how they did that shot? Yeah. Let me tell you how they did. Exactly. I can't watch it normal anymore. Exactly. You know, you're like ah, too oh, much flair. <laughs> Yes, never. Like, my, my whole family, like, I can't tell you every day, they're like, I hate you so much for making me see film how you see it now because right. I it out loud. <laughs> yes. so, and I'm like, I'm like, like, my mom loves Hallmark. Like, oh my gosh, she loves the Hallmark movies. And I was in one, I'm not criticizing anything, but the acting can tend to be um, not the best. And so I'm always, sometimes I'm like, mom, why do you watch this? Like, look how bad, look at their reaction or you know what I mean or something. Yeah. Not discount any actors. I love them. Like, I literally have so many friends that I did this Hallmark movie with, but sometimes the just acting isn't the best. Not all the time. Sure. But anyway, it's like, it's just so funny. And so, um, but yeah. And now like last night, this is so funny that you guys bring this up because I literally sat down and I put a movie on and I just was sitting and watching it. Um, I had a really long day yesterday with my mom. She's visiting in New Zealand. And so, uh, we sat down and like put on a movie and she, she turned to me and she's like, so who are you watching in this movie? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, what character are you studying right now? And I was like, Mom, I'm just watching. The I'm movie. just watching the <laughs> movie. I'm always doing that. That's hilarious. Like, Why are you watching the show? Oh, because I'm studying this teen boy that I would want to play in the future. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, so I don't know. I always am doing that. So it's just funny. Sometimes you're just like, I just want to sit and watch a movie, but it's so hard to do that because you instant critic. But it's our job. Like it's, exactly. I don't know. That's why I always say it's our job. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what type of movie do you like to watch? Like, what type of movies that are about to come out do you want to go see? Oh my gosh. It's so hard to say. I feel like so much changes, especially the more you get into the business and you just appreciate everybody's hard work. Yeah, you know what I mean? honestly. Like, now you know you're like, even even when you hear like, oh, Power Rangers, it's a kid's show or something, like all the work that gets put in and, and then getting to watch like the premiere and it's like, dang, like good things can come from, you know, you might hear people whispering off in the corner or whatever you don't know, but um, everybody's hard work is so amazing it is. to watch. And, and so, uh, but to answer your question, like, I really wanted to go see Alita, but also it's mm. like the the motion capture and the the action. I'm yeah. obsessed with action right now because it's so fun yeah. to be like, dang, you know, like I watched Fallout not too long ago, yeah. right. possible, and I was like, what is this? Like, this is insane. This is all I want to do. Yeah. You know, like it's so fun to do that. Those action sequences, definitely, and um, really awesome. Season two for the listeners, anyone watching my season, uh, season two has a lot more of me doing my fights awesome. um, without the helmet on, which yeah. is really cool. They, they've really, uh, trusted that they're like, you know, that let's have him do it. Yeah. And so it's been really fun to kind of do all that, but I don't know. I feel like I'm all over the place. I just like artsy, artsy stuff, you I know, not you. necessarily so conventional, but something that, um, is original. And the great thing about that is there's a lot of original art out there right yeah, now honestly. Um, on Netflix or HBO or like even in you yes. know, theaters, it's really exciting. Uh, yeah. we're, I mean, I feel like we're the same way. I mean, we're getting ready to head out the door after the interview and go see uh, Captain Marvel, but then we're watching Roma and yes. we're, like, we're like all over the map. You exactly. know, I, I want to watch the artsy film, but I want to see Cap Captain Marvel kick ass also. So, you know. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's going to be so good. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So we got to ask, New Z what are you doing over in New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys know we're filming here, correct? Oh, no, we did not. Are you filming the show there? Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, um, Power Rangers awesome. has been filming in New Zealand for 16 years now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I know, right? So, um, I See? think, you know, I think it's, maybe it's inexpensive to, to kind of have residents here for yeah. the, for the franchise or something, but they've been doing it here and it works and it really fits well actually for the kind of like the environment in yeah. the filming, you know, it's, it's something different that the viewers are, you know, it's exciting. 
Sure. And um, so, yeah, they've been filming here for a really long time. And so, but yeah, they, they fly us out and we're out here for nine months filming two seasons straight. So wow, it, it's kind of, yeah, and it's kind of, like I said, unconventional. I keep saying that. But with this process, it's kind of been different than any other process I think I have done or will do potentially. And so, but it's been really awesome because I've just been immersed in, in it all, you know, yeah. and it's, they, they cast eight core uh, cast members out of Los Angeles and they flew us all out September 10th oh, nice. of last year. And so we were here, we filmed season one and then went on a Christmas hiatus, went back home mm-hmm. and then we got back in January and we're here until the end of May. Oh, very so nice. yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then we go back and, and we're done filming. They do two seasons every like theme, I guess you will. So mm-hmm. Beast Warfare season one, two, and then they'll move on and do it in 2022 and 23. Yeah. Sure. But, um, dropping yeah, some knowledge. Yeah, I had no seriously. idea. I had no idea it was filmed there. So it's always fun to, so you learn something exactly. every week on the show. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you guys do this. You're like, Absolutely. Oh, exactly. <laughs> we learn so much from so many different people. And, of course, what we like to do at the end of every interview is leave our up-and-comers with a piece of advice. What advice would you give everybody trying to break into the industry? What pitfalls would you say to try to avoid and things of that nature? Oh, my gosh. That's such an overwhelming question. Right. I feel like there's <laughs> the so pressure much, is you know, on. Like it is right always um well it might just go back to what i was kind of talking about is i i feel like my the piece of advice i end up saying to everybody is be the hardest working person you know yes um i know i am like i don't i i maybe know i have a friend she's a she's a body positive influencer on instagram and Mm -hmm. she her and her husband are killing it right now and i would say maybe they're the other people that i know work as hard as i do Mm -hmm. besides that like i i don't know any other people that work as hard as i do and i know that's i don't want that to sound conceited it's just confident that i'm like i know the work that i put in will pay off yeah and just work hard but it has to be efficient yeah and i would say Find those find those resources that you do, whether you start maybe it's people getting ready to start into the industry, mm-hmm. you know, go get an agent. If you can't get an agent, do it do a student film. Yeah. You know, you don't have a demo reel, don't wait for the material. Make your own. Make like your own. for my first demo reel that I took to LA, like I took a scene of movies that I knew that were good at writing. Mm-hmm. Like I took a movie, uh, for a scene that Jake Gyllenhaal did in love and other drugs. Mm-hmm. And I, I right exactly like something I was like, okay, I'm going to do this kind of rom-com thing. Yeah. And I like wore like a sports Jersey because I might get cast in like a sport. You know what I mean? Like you got to really, you got to morph that image into yeah, what you got to be the part to get cast in and show them exactly. But don't wait for that. Exactly. And I don't think you, you know, create those opportunities, learn, 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 like put yourself into those, you know, like, like I said, you know, you want to get into stunts. I might go home and be a stuntman on my, on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, go and take a stunt class. If you don't know, ask around, meet people, but don't just do it in genuinely. I think it's also really hard because, you know, um, for some reason I always talk to people in LA and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're so genuine. And I'm like, that's so sad that that's not a thing that's just right. normal, you know? <laughs> like, come on and now. So it's like, be a genuine person. Don't try to use anybody yep. because we don't need to use people to exactly. get where we need to go. Like I don't, I didn't have to use anybody to get here. I just made genuine friends and then they're going to look out for me and they're like, Hey, I know you're looking for an agent. Did you know you could do this? Oh my you know? Goodness. So I would, I would definitely say just, just work efficiently but work super hard. Um, Bill Gates did not take a day off in his 20s. That's what he said. And I love that quote. You know, it's like, don't take a day off. 
and it, it's good. Know what you need to do, you know, stay physically fit if yep. that's what you need to do. Like it's, I just, I work a lot for my career, but I know it'll pay off eventually. And I know then I'll get calls for, for, Hey, do you want to audition for this? And I don't need to stress as much, but right now I'm young and this is what we got to do. We got to put in that foundational work. So I don't think you can end it any better. No, that was, that was was fantastic advice, man. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Like seriously, it is, I I said it before, I'll say it again. It's so refreshing to hear somebody so young have it together the way that, and genuine is absolutely the way to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, open invite, man. Yeah, anytime you want to come back and chat about what you got going on, or I mean, open invites. Yes, man, have me back, blast. please. Of course, of yes, course, thank man. Thank you, thank you. Always willing to share. Yes, awesome. And you know, it's the day and age of social media, so if you have any social media handles, might as well throw them out now. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, um, oh my gosh, uh, Instagram Colby James Strong, um, and then Twitter Colby J Strong, I think, because I couldn't put all the characters. How lame! <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, follow along if you want to follow on the journey. I feel like um, the cast with the Hasbro era because it's a new era. Hasbro yeah. owns. Um, it's pre- previously the past 26 years been owned by um, Haim Saban. Mm-hmm. So it's a new era of Power Rangers. I feel like a lot of great things are going to come from it. So to the listeners, to you guys, whoever wants to follow along, I feel like the cast is, is doing a great job sharing the, the kind of what's going on. And, and um, we're having a we're having a blast. So awesome. come follow if you want to. Awesome. We'll be sure to share all of your links, all of your pages everywhere. So we'll be make sure to send you some followers. <laughs> you guys. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Oh, Thank man. you so much you too, for man. having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Take care, and we'll be in touch soon, bud. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Dude, just, oh my gosh, so inspiring, so inspirational, especially for a young man like me trying to come up in the industry, doing the same thing he's doing, being knowledgeable about what's going on with the trades and everything. It's so great to See, hear. And yeah, and it's like I said, it, it, it's nice to hear somebody understand that while you might be in front of the camera, it's going to benefit you hugely to learn everything behind the exactly. camera as well. The business side of it, the craft side exactly. of it. Yeah, it's great interview, man. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. He's going to be fun. I, I, I bet he's going to have a huge career. Yeah, He seems agreed. to just have it together, agreed. man, and just... Yep. First podcast inside the Crazy F Farm. Yeah. Thank you again, Mr. Colby Strong. Now it is time for the top five segment, man. It it was a hard one this week. Not even going to lie. It was top five in-game moments, man. And spoiler alerts. Yeah, spoiler alerts. Yeah, yeah. We can do the segment without without spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah. Don't listen if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled. Exactly. It was kind of stressful coming up with this list. I'm not even going to lie. It was. Yeah. It really was. Did you hear some order? Oh, I did actually put mine in. put his in order. I did. I did. In order of? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. I can usually only get like my most favorite and then everything else is just like all the same. You're just like, yeah. I couldn't put these in order if I tried just because they were were all equally just made me. (gasps) Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't define which one was more. (laughs) I mean, I just couldn't. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, Tavia, would you like to start? Sure. Um. So I have more than five. I'm sorry. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And I do have a, a, a number one, uh, which is the moment that um, Captain America gets the hammer. Oh, it was that so was, good. I, Can we just say that I think that's on everybody's yeah, list? Yeah, that I was mean, a pretty it, amazing it, moment. And, yeah. and, and that one was fun to experience in the theaters, too, because everyone in the theater was like... <gasps> And, Yo, yeah, uh, and I love Thor's reaction. I knew it, which was another callback, like we talked about. You know, to uh, what was it? The was that in? No, was that the was um, Age of Ultron, Soldier. right? Winter Soldier. Oh, was it Winter Soldier on your left? Is that what you're uh, talking about? Where, where Captain like wiggles the hammer? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was like, Age of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, yeah. And where Thor, he like, almost has, like, picks little, it up. Yeah. yeah, and he has like a little panic moment. He's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I loved that moment. Um, basically, almost any moment with Thor. Thor is my favorite, and I've never oh, yeah. loved him any more than I have with. This Isn't movie. that hilarious? Where, weren't you like not expecting that so, shit at all? <laughs> that's actually my my another one of my moments is the introduction of Thor. Oh yeah, and, and I love that they actually make a joke about it too. But he reminds me so much of the dude, which well, the dude. Oh, yes. like the intro in New Asgard, where we see him after the time jump. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, that it, intro, and then you see that he's got that big old belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love the man boobs yeah. and like yeah, that Tony was references it. I'm like um, yeah. <laughs> so my another these are all. I guess kind of subsets of the the Thor everything, but him and his mom. Oh, that yeah. one. Ha- the it's a good w- moment. The way he it gets is. startled by her too. Yeah, yeah. It like, was what? just all no. great. And then the fact that she she knew she was. It reminded you how amazing she was because she was wise enough to know. Don't tell me what you have to tell me about my death. Mm. Like yeah. even, even though he was trying to tell her, it was just moments away. She knew better. Yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. that was really cool. And she, even more so, she knows she's about to die, and her last words of wisdom are like, eat a salad. Yeah. Eat a salad. Yeah. That was hilarious to me. <laughs> she knows it's this huge epic moment. Yeah. He's about to go back into this huge war battle. I'm about to go die. Eat a salad, eat son. Eat a salad. <laughs> it's such a mom thing. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. It was so uh, good. Thor and Quill at the oh, end. Yeah. Man, I love Thor. Uh, yeah. I can't help it. And then uh, the two Chris's together. Yeah. That's going to be great. I it can't is. wait for the next Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, right? right now. Like the third one's going to be epic. Tavia's we know top who's five spectrums sponsored by Chris Hemsworth. Right? Like, <laughs> I know, man. Because uh, we know who's really in charge. And that look, oh. man, that look that they were giving each other was yeah. too great. It's so great. Uh, so, okay. My two other. F- I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna take all the moments. And I'm You're sorry. good. <laughs> uh, the Hulk smash. I say that with quotes when he's uh, like Arr. when he's first back eh. in uh, 2012 yeah, when the like, time jump. Things. That, that shit was, was hilarious. Good. It was uh, the Ant Man taco, mm. which was even funnier because I got tacos afterward. That uh, is funny. The Ant Man taco was good. Yeah. Finally, okay, and this is it. I swear. Happy and Morgan. I mean, that whole funeral, yeah. but that specific part. Get you all the cheeseburgers. Yeah. That's the part that made and me cry. Right. Yeah, dad, and it, I, I think it, it definitely set up what Happy will be doing. His, it basically set up like his new focus is going to be helping take care of Morgan for Captain. Yeah. So Exactly. And then I'm done, I swear. Yeah, I promise. I'm sorry was... I took all the moments. You're no, good. no, you're good. You're good. There what are you got, more. little Cam? Give me. All right, so... The, Two of mine are just like generalized, and then the other three are kind of specific. So I'm just gonna take it. <laughs> take the mic. Okay. So the battle scene at the end, where all of them come. Like in. The, the just the whole yeah, battle. Like okay. The whole the whole thing. I said two of them were generalized. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> Iron Man and his daughter when she was like, "I love you 3000. Uh, yeah. That was cute. By the way, that's like the most trending hashtag right now. Love you three thousand. Like, yeah. Uh, Ant-Man when he shows up at the front gate for the Avengers oh, and he's yeah. like hey we met <laughs> yeah remember me <laughs> Ant-Man um, at the airport the yeah. time yeah. travel when Iron Man and Captain America went back to like World War One, oh, and yeah. Iron Man like saw his dad and yeah. was like that was pretty great and then the whole just like last five minutes where they were showing everybody after they had reversed the snap and what they were doing after. Yeah, that was like cool. That, yeah. that little that was montage cool. was very cool. Yeah. Very good. That I got? That's five. Okay. I, I got like 20, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, five, being Tony being very mad at Captain America 
after Captain oh. Marvel brings him back from space. Yeah. I just, I love Robert Downey Jr.'s personality and what he brings to this character. He was really acting for that little, that moment right there. Like, that was some serious, hardcore, dark, like, depressing shit. And you know? they did a really good job of making him look sick. Yeah. Skinny skinny. Like, really yeah. sick. Yeah. I, I just felt like... Uh, Kudos to to the Russo brothers and the writers because I, it, it just it maintained true to form. Yeah, he just he's not going to come back and go. Well, I almost died, so I forgive you, Cap. Yeah. We all good? No, like yeah. no, because I think the resentment was building out there yeah. that he yeah. almost died. So it was he great. Was it was pissed. great. And oh, it kind of goes with their. They've never really gotten along the best. Yeah. So it's just you know, like exactly. you said, true to form. They've always it, had a problem. It's always kind of been like, who's the leader? Is it Tony or is it Steve? Like you yeah. know, so. I like I like their moments a lot. Uh, four, I have Captain America versus Captain America. That oh, shit, uh, that shit was so funny. Uh, that is America's ass. Like when they're all talking about it, like over that the headset. That shit hilarious. is so yeah. fucking funny. And then I have that slashed with Captain America getting the hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Three, I have. Captain Marvel, when she comes back in in the third act, smashing through that big-ass spaceship that everybody was scared of, but she just takes out, like, nothing. Yeah. And then she stops the snap, Thanos' snap. I I love all the interactions she had in this film, and I love the original haircut, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. badass scene. Uh, then I got, for number two... Iron Man and Spider-Man reuniting and having a hug. Man, I I love that. I cuz I think that Spider-Man is going to be my new favorite character in the MCU since, you know, what had happened was Tony died, by the way. Spoilers. Yeah. This is a spoiler segment we told you guys. And Tony it's dies. It's super sad. It's super sad when he dies and when Spidey comes up to him, he's like, "Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark." <sighs> but yeah, that was that was a rough moment. And I also love when Iron Man and Rescue are flying back to back. Iron Man and Pepper. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a pretty badass scene. That is a pretty badass scene. And then, um, number one, I have Ant-Man. Just, I love everything Paul Rudd does yeah. in this He's movie. He's my second favorite character. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I love everything Paul Rudd does in this movie with the tacos <laughs> and when coming back and everything. And then, number one is Happy and... Uh, Tony's daughter. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers yeah. you need. Yeah. And then yeah. honorable mention because no one said it yet. When the female Avengers form and start fighting because oh, yeah. that was badass. Yeah, when they all said they had her back. Yeah, she's got help her. You yeah. Know? yeah, she's yeah. got friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so good. It was pretty so epic. Good. Hell pretty yeah. epic. Um, yeah. I. It, I mean, can I just the film? The whole thing. <laughs> like the whole thing was just that's my moment. But uh, I mean. It could be because it was just every second of it from start to finish for me was awesome. But um, a few things that stood out for me, they're more Easter egg type things that I caught that Mm -hmm. if you're a comic book fan, you probably caught, but maybe missed if you're not. Um, Obviously, I'm with you guys. When Cap grabs the hammer, Mm -hmm. you know, it comes flying into him. That's got to be one of the most epic scenes ever. Um, so, So I love that. But I like the initial battle with when Cap just starts hauling ass towards Thanos, like no matter with what, I'm those, I'm coming, yeah. and and he and he's going Half at the it, shield, and the shield yeah. is cracking, and he's like laying on the ground. He's yeah. like, I'm getting back up. You are not like you know. I, I I just feel like you know he was he was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to stop Thanos, proving why he is the leader of yeah. uh, of all of them. So that that was a pretty epic moment for me. Um, another one that I just like hugely was like just 
total comic book fanboy <laughs> geeking out is when after uh, Thanos comes and they launch all the shit and they mm-hmm. basically just blow down the side of the mountain yeah. where Avengers, the compound is or whatever. And then you cut and it's underground and you see, and there's Hulk, you know, Professor Hulk, Hulk by yeah. the way, oh, yeah. smart Hulk, although they never called him Professor Hulk, but that's who he was at this. And he's got, he's basically holding the entire fucking mountain on his shoulders yes. so that everybody can get out. Well, that's a direct scene from Secret Wars mm. in the comic books, which is when he was smart Hulk. He was yeah. in charge. Banner was in control of him. And the mountain was dropped on top of all the superheroes, and he was bracing it on his shoulders. But he was starting to lose it because, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking mountain. Right. And, you know, and he was smart. So, And I was hoping we would see this in the scene, but it didn't. But I still love the scene anyway. It's one of my favorite scenes. But in, the, in that scene in the comic book, Reed Richards uh, starts to poke fun at him and yeah. get him angry because yeah. he knows the angrier Hulk gets the stronger and bigger mm-hmm. he gets and so he got him to the yeah. point where he was so fucking angry he hoisted Hell the fucking yeah. mount. I was hoping we would see that but I still love that fucking scene. It was, yeah. Russo brothers have hinted they want to do Secret Wars so that I think that was their little boom put out there for yeah. the fans like hey, hey. That's, a, that's a Secret Wars reference yeah. maybe maybe we're going to do that. Exactly. Um, so that was pretty epic. Another moment uh, that for me that I thoroughly enjoyed is when they did go back to the military base uh, with with Tony's dad and uh, stuff. If if you, I don't know if anybody else saw this, but like on the on the one of the desks when they're going through the laboratory and everything is Hank Pym's original Ant Man hat, yeah, like the original yeah. helmet one. with the antennas, yeah. the radio receivers, because yeah. that's how he originally talked to the the ants was yeah. with radio waves. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and I mean, it was straight up from the comic book; yeah. like it looked exactly like it. So that was sitting there. So that was like, oh shit, that's the exact helmet, the original helmet. That was pretty badass. And I really did just tying it in. I really liked that scene too because. We talked about it with everybody else's moments, but you're right. The 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 constant like back and forth with Cap and, and Tony. Yeah. There I think that, you know, throughout all of the movies, the 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 reason that that kind of is the way it is is because Tony always resented him mm-hmm. because his dad always cap this, cap yeah, that, exactly. cap oh, this, cap right. that. And he yeah. had to hear about it through all but I think in this particular flashback moment, Tony finally mm-hmm. gets to see who his dad really was yeah. and how his dad really felt towards him yeah. and his family and everything. And I think at that moment, he finally, and I think moving forward in the rest of the movie, that's when he finally fixes that relationship right. with Cap and goes, you know what? You are the leader. You yeah. are this man. You are yeah. the hero. And, and you're everything that you my dad said you should be. Yeah. And I'm okay with that all yeah. of a sudden. because I get. So that was a really cool moment. Leading to the cap moment yeah. when he knows, you know, you've got them all coming through the Doctor yeah. Strange portals and <laughs> oh they're fucking, you know, a Pegasus with <sighs> Valkyrie and like all that. And just very calmly. Gives me chills. Very just like Avengers assemble. That's like when you know he's the motherfucking leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when Cap says assemble, <laughs> yeah. you motherfuckers go. Like that's what you <laughs> yeah. do. You know, so that was epic. I just the way and Chris Evans pulled it off brilliantly. He did. The way he's yeah. just very monotone. Yeah. Avengers. You know, he didn't yell. Yeah. He didn't look good. He's like Assemble well, you know, they were teasing that in one of those post credit scenes. I forget which movie that was in, but remember, he was like, ah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I, I thought the way that was very reserved. There. And which leads to my next one is when Thanos, and I, this just, I love this scene, when Thanos is like, you think it's all over and he just oh, can't. And Tony's on the ground and Cap's on the ground and they're all just like falling left and right. And Thanos is like, you saw in the future. Mm-hmm. I've told you this. You know, I'm inevitable. And Tony, that's just my favorite moment, just... Yeah. 
but I'm Iron Man. Yes. Bam! And he's, I, mean, I mean, that's like the throwback all the way to yeah, the original when he exactly. announces it at the podium. Woo! I'm Iron Man. Yeah. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that that was fucking epic. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. It mm. was a badass mm. moment. I mean, man. how can you just... I don't even know. I know. And then I really did like... Uh, how many have I said so far? I don't even know. I, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really liked the back and forth also between uh clint and natasha yeah like the whole joking when they're riding on the thing about this is nothing like budapest or bangladesh or wherever and it kind of and then the actual literally arguing about who's going to make the sacrifice i I really just i thought that gave so much depth to both of their characters you know and a payoff to the fans because we had hinted throughout all of the movies Mm. that they have this relationship that they've worked together in the past and they have all and i I feel like that was the payoff yeah you know so something i thought was a little weird though is that they never really had a memorial for black widow i mean they they like mourned her but they never really had like a funeral the writers addressed that did they well yeah it's one thing that that i was talking to another friend about that i said maybe because she's secret She's been this yeah. undercover operative spy person yeah. her whole life. Has never yeah. really been out in the public except the couple of times right. with the Avengers. Yeah, you know, in Slakovia and and the different thing. And so they were like, the right. generalized public's not going to give a shit about yeah. Natasha. I mean, that um, makes sense. But, but all the Avengers were no, at and Tony's. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's that's what they said. They said we we had to give the payoff with Tony, but we feel they're like. I think for the fans, it's just a general assumption. Of course, they had a funeral yeah. for Natasha. We just yeah, didn't have. Didn't we didn't see, see that. It makes but sense. of course, they all had one. Yeah. But that was why they felt like they could get away with not publicly showing that funeral yeah. because yeah. of who she was exactly. and kind of staying true to the character. Yeah. And on the flip side, having the show the funeral right. for yeah, Tony, Tony because he was so he public huge, and out there, like kind of celebrity, so, Playboy philanthropy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, so, and also, how great was uh, Stan's final? Uh, oh my. Gosh, yeah. Ooh, and if yeah. you didn't know to look for it, you probably might not even realize that that was him. Yeah, that was seriously. Him. And I feel like it was so fitting him riding off into the sunset and yeah. doing that in that convertible Agreed. and just like peace and love. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And how can Great. you not love the moment with Hulk when he's taking the selfie and mm. posing with the kids? Oh, yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, just like and he's like, I'm Ant Man. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. No, they want their picture yeah. with you. They do. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They want their picture with you. Like, just take no, a goddamn phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, or the re- reuniting of Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. I mean, oh, the, yeah. There was just, I mean, let's just face it, the whole fucking movie. The whole was movie. Like I, also, a moment. I, mean, I really liked uh, Captain America and the elevator, too. Oh, yeah. 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 That was badass. That was so going good. Back but then to- he, and he, and he, when he runs into himself again, going back to that moment, and, the, and he's like, I'll never stop. He's like, Yeah, I know. I know. He's like, I can do this. I know, I know. Gosh, that's so crazy. Uh, or we can't forget the moment, the ultimate mode too, with Sam when he's like on your left when he's coming through the portal. Oh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's and what then I thought you were at talking the about end earlier. when he was genuinely like. Yeah, I, get, you, I get the shield. Yeah, you Me? earned this. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "No, you earned this. Yeah. This is this is you know that was a really touching moment too." It I was. thought. And Kevin pointed out to me that the song that they were dancing to was a throwback as well. Oh, really? And I forget Shit. which was that from. I don't remember which one that was from, but but I just realized it was a throwback in general of when, from the first Captain America yeah. where he talked about how he was going to get that dance. That with her. last dance, yeah. 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 Or his so first epic. dance. He had never danced with any girl. Oh, really? He had, and Shit. she told him she would give him a dance and then he Aww. died. Before and for and all you guys, we can wrap this segment up by saying for all you guys out there wondering about all of the shit that you think was a mistake like how is this how is right. that how is peter still in high school how is it's cap did setting that? up everything the the russo brothers wanted to remind everybody we told you 
everything in Endgame is permanent. It's all intentional. Exactly. And people are going to have to deal with shit now that they didn't think they were yeah. going to have to deal with. And the ramifications are going to change everything you know about m- the universe moving exactly. forward. Exactly. So... Yes, the kids are all still in high school, even though it's five years later. Yeah. And yes, Cap is somehow old and alive, yeah. even though he was never thawed out, apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, there's questions, but we're going to find out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So, Well, and also, it, it is a superhero movie. You have to it is. suspend your disbelief just a it tad. Is. Just a tad. Um, but I, I really liked, I think my favorite thing overall was the balance of humor and like sadness and funniness, like seriousness. I, I just thought they did a really good job of... Of pull, pulling and pushing your emotions around, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Really Agreed. Good job. Definitely, definitely. This week in history, entertainment history, man. It's going to be a good one. We have stuff to do with music, film, television. We have it all. We oh. really do. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. Oh, man. You, you want to get started? Sure. Let's take it all the way back even before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> I, I just dogged myself. I can't believe it. I mean, you all know. Right. So, on May 3rd, 1913, mm. Ooh, 1913, yeah, Ooh, the first full-length Indian feature film release, mm. yeah, it was called, uh, yeah, good luck, yeah, <laughs> Raja, Raja, yeah, like, Ira yeah, good luck, oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel so bad for butchering that, I don't even know, um, a 40-minute long silent film. Uh, all the characters in the movie were played by male actors. Mm. Interesting. So, I mean, it's kind of... Oh, it was considered inappropriate for women to act in India back then. See, interesting. And, and see, drop in knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Because I think the first thought, especially people that are akin to entertainment, would think, oh, like a shout-out to Shakespearean mm-hmm. you know, era where right. it was all men who played, yeah. even the women kept. But no, it was just because women weren't interesting. Uh, yeah, I did not know that. See, learning something new every day. Exactly. Exactly. Why this segment is entertaining exactly entertaining and informative that's what this is exactly Um, and i guess eventually led to what is now considered bollywood right Mm -hmm. i mean yeah huge industry over in india now yeah honestly honestly and this next one might be considered still considered one of the best films of all time citizen kane Orson Welles directed it, premiered May 1st, 1941. Yes. So crazy. The mystery drama premiered in the Palace Theater in New York City and went on to win nine Academy Award, or earn nine Academy Award nominations, winning Best Writing Original Screenplay. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm shocked that's the only one it won. Yeah. I mean, this... this by all accounts, and even like I mean, legendary filmmakers themselves say maybe the best film ever. Yeah, and I mean, one Oscar out of nine. It seems. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched Citizen Kane, go watch Citizen yeah. Kane. If especially if you want to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you want to be a director. That I mean, it it's just yeah, fucking phenomenal. yeah. Plus that Orson Welles uh, documentary is on Netflix. If you want to check that one out, absolutely. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and and the unfinished film. Yeah, was that, finished. That one. Docu- <laughs> you should watch that back to back. That's that's, that's it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be prepared to sit down and really focus. Yeah, that thing like will take you on a ride. I mean, that that's a good description. It's a ride. (laughs) It's a ride. All right. Oh my goodness. All right. And on May fourth, nineteen fifty nine, and I I can't believe this. I thought maybe it was a little before this, but yeah, no. May fourth, nineteen fifty nine, the first Grammy Awards were held. Mm. 
uh, two separate ceremonies simultaneously on the same day, one in Los Angeles and one in New York City. That's cool. Equal opportunity, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess that's true. I mean, even today, you've got so many artists spread East Coast, West Coast. Right. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, um, 1959. Mm, that's hmm. crazy. Yeah, especially when you think they probably were taking buses across the country in 1959. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying... I'm just saying. You think they're taking? You think they're taking private jets in 1959? Celebrities though would at least be taking air. I mean, I mean, they did have airplanes. Yeah, I, I, you I, know. I mean, but you know, they were definitely not taking private right. jets. Right. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Well, sticking with the music stuff, May 1st, 1966, the Beatles play their final scheduled show at a UK concert. Oh, my goodness. The band performed at the New Musical Express annual poll winners concert in London in front of around 10,000 fans. Their 15-minute set included five songs, I Feel Fine, Nowhere Man, Day Tripper, If I Needed Someone, and I'm Down. Wow, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. And that basically ended their touring thing, right? Because right, they, right. they only went on like, what, two major tours? Some, one or two? Yeah. And, and then, then that was it. And remember, the, the last time they ever performed together, we talked about this on a past segment, it was just like an impromptu thing. Yeah. It wasn't even a tour. So Yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. Just, I mean... Ten, I wonder what those 10,000 people paid for 15 minutes. I, honestly, honestly, uh, I, w- <laughs> I wish I had one of those ticket stubs. Uh, this next one is for, yeah, me too, right? <laughs> or a poster from it yeah, or something. I, mean, I yeah. bet it's worth a ton of money now. This next one is for my mama. Yeah, yeah. And my mama is a huge Elvis Presley fan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in what, 1967, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the King. And Miss Priscilla mm, were married. Man. Yeah. That was an iconic relationship. I, and a turbulent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't uh, doubt that they really, truly did love each other yeah. and were the loves of each other's life. But sometimes, man, that can be tough. Yeah, seriously. You know, and especially in the industry. I mean. Mm, mm. It's super crazy, especially, like like you said, in the industry and amount or yeah, all these pressures on you, and it's just crazy. And, I mean, you know, Elvis was expected to be the heartthrob. Right. He was expected to have the women fawning at him. That's got to be hard on a relationship yeah. for a wife. I mean, Agreed. But Agreed. There it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, sticking with some rock and roll, but a little harder rock and roll. Mm. <laughs> April 30th, 1977, Led Zeppelin sets an attendance record. The band's gig at Pananic? What is it? Pontiac. Pontiac, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't read without my glasses. Silver Dome, that's my excuse, uh, stadium in Michigan. It was attended by 76,000 people, 229,000 people, the largest attendance for a single act show to that date. Wow. And Guinness verified that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Mm. Now I feel like yeah that maybe a couple of concerts at Wembley Stadium and stuff probably uh, have yeah done that. agreed but still impressive back in I mean seventies that I mean that they wholeheartedly filled the pond yeah seriously point. and they were just I mean, dominating the seventies I mean yeah, let's be honest I don't about think it. the Lions ever got that many people in the soul <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding if you're uh, a Detroit Lions man I'm not uh, I'm not okay. kidding I'm not kidding. <laughs> And keeping in May in 1979, Elton John performed for the first time in Israel. Mm. Mm. The English singer-songwriter, as you guys know, the Rocket Man, became the first Western pop star to perform in the country. The three-day concert took place in the Philharmonic Hall of Jerusalem, followed by a two-day performance in Tel Aviv. Mm. So there you go. The fr- so I'm, I'm curious. When, when did he come out? Was it like... 
Like, was he openly gay when he went there? And if he wasn't, do you think that probably would have caused some issues? That's an excellent point. Right? Um, I, I I don't think he was out at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. It was the worst kept secret ever. I mean, right, this guy yeah. was about as flamboyant <laughs> yeah. as you could possibly get. Yeah. I mean, I think everything was... But yet they still let him in. I mean, yeah. you know, and, you know. Mm-hmm. Although this picture... That we've got, uh, you know, accompanying yeah. this. He kind of looks reserved. For yeah, John. yeah. There's he no doesn't flashy look. glasses and yeah. feathers, and yeah. so maybe he toned down to, to do the performance. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know you want you want this next one. I do. <laughs> I do. Got my little Funko. Yeah, you know, you, check you out know my it. Instagram, Crazy Ant Guy, nineteen seventy. You'll see it. Uh, April 29th, ninth, nineteen eighty. Another master of filmmaking. Uh, passed away, Alfred mm. Hitchcock. Yep. The acclaimed filmmaker died at 80 from suffering from renal failure. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. He's, you guys know he's the master of suspense. Yeah, horror. I he mean, really you is. Know, it, it was, like him or hate him, He, you can't argue the fact the man was a genius when it comes to filmmaking, especially suspense films. Mm-hmm. Psycho, Vertigo, I mean, The Birds, yeah. just so many. Yeah. I mean... 1980. <laughs> yeah. I was a wee 10 years old. A wee 10 years old. A wee 10. Lad. I just gave away my age. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. It's it all happens. Right. It happens. Well, you know, going forward like 10 years, this one's a little funny. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the Black Bousier, or is that how you say it? The Bousier. Bousier, worn by the pop singer Madonna in the video Open Your Heart. It was stolen at the Hollywood Lingerie's Museum. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. During the riots. And uh, a reward of only $1,000. Yeah, that's the interesting part. It was actually stolen during the Los Angeles riot. Yeah. Like, who's this? All who's the violence, coming for all that? All the hate. Who's the, the, like, yeah. Yeah, the cause behind the riots. And you're thinking, I can get Madonna's bra. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, who, who the fuck thinks that? I mean, yeah, that's the that crazy was, part about it. That was crazy. But <laughs> to, to be honest, though, the, the late 80s, early 90s with the whole Blonde Ambition tour. And the, yeah. I mean, Madonna was probably Huge. at like the peak of. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It, I mean, it's, it's weird, though. Yeah, it, it is. It's weird. <laughs> Open your heart, though. Good song. Uh, Good song. Good Open your, the dude's probably like sleeping with it every night. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. Did did he get the thousand? How did he? Return? Yeah, like what's going on there? Frederick's a Hollywood. Call us. Let us know. Did you get the bustier back? That's the real question. That's you know. oh my goodness. And that was April thirtieth, nineteen ninety-two. Yes. Oh, now this next one. This is a biggie. This is a biggie. Yeah. April thirtieth, nineteen ninety-seven. Do you guys know what the puppy episode is? Mm, iconic. Yes, the puppy episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show aired. Mm-hmm. And for I'm not talking about her talk show. No. For you guys, you youngins that are listening to the podcast, because we know we got a lot of young people. She used to have a sitcom on ABC called Ellen. Well, on the puppy episode, it is infamous now because it is the episode where Ellen came out on national television and her expressed that her character and herself, mm-hmm. we found out, were gay. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, movement hadn't quite kicked in. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, ultimately, in the cancellation of her show. Yes. Right? ABC canceled the show. Yeah. Um, and she took a lot of heat. And a lot of, but to her credit, she didn't back down. That's good for her. She disappeared for a little bit, regrouped, came back, and now you know. I mean, she's, she's a mega it. star, she's, yeah. And 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 thankfully, humanity mm-hmm. 
and the industry have caught up. Yeah, the seriously. The LGBTQT community and the movement and mm-hmm. the and the acceptance. Exactly. It's come a long way. We've got a long way to go, but it's come a long way. Agreed. But yeah, in uh, 1997, Ellen made history by sharing that the lead character on her show was gay and that she was gay. That's awesome. So congratulations, Ellen, though. Yes. I mean, I think it was an important move that changed the landscape and, and good for you. Yeah. She, I mean, she's just rocking and rolling, oh, yeah. honestly. Honestly. Oh, yeah. This next one I'm excited about because this was one of my childhood favorites. Uh, that's dating my age right there. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that you were a child. I'm not, I, I, mean, uh, I was going to say I'm not going to say my age, but I already gave it away. Uh, yeah. So I, let's just say I wasn't a child. You know, May 1st, 1999, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants debuts. The animated TV series was created by marine biologist and animator Steven Heilenberg for Nickelodeon, and it has won several awards, including daytime Emmys. Annie and Kids Choice Awards and just so many others. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's become a staple. Exactly. I, I, think, in I pop mean, culture, how many right? people were disappointed when SpongeBob wasn't accurately represented at the Super Bowl yeah. this year? <laughs> I was disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I'm a grown ass adult. I exactly. was disappointed. I mean, it's a what sweet victory. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, groundbreaking uh, show. I mean, honestly, you know, yeah. it's. I, and it, I think it does beautifully. It's a very adult-oriented cartoon it if is. you really listen to it. Yeah. But transcends, you know, to the kids and mm-hmm. just they have no idea what they're listening exactly. to. Exactly. they love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Yeah. And and then just, you know, for little shits and giggles, just a couple months later that same year, Lil' Cam was born. Lil' Cam. Oh, Lil' Cam was born. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big SpongeBob fan uh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this next one, though, I got to do. I got to yeah, do. Of course. Because we're going to tie it into Endgame. Exactly. And for anybody who doesn't know Endgame, like, well, they just took all of the money in the All world. of it, yeah. Uh, it opened <laughs> this past weekend $356 million <laughs> domestically. Crazy. $1.2 billion globally yeah. on the opening weekend. Mm. Now, the reason we bring that up is because also... And I don't know how many people know this, but the very first movie to ever break $100 million on its opening weekend at the box office, back in 2002, May 3rd, Spider-Man. Yeah, buddy. Yes, the Sam Raimi one that mm-hmm. starred uh, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst uh, made $114, I think it was, million dollars on uh-huh. its opening weekend. At that time, just unheard of. Yeah, seriously. $100 million in four days or yeah. three days was unheard of. Everybody was like, oh. This will stand forever. Nobody's ever right. Mm. Well, now look at no. it. Yeah, but so, I mean, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hitting Mar- these huge milestones. Nobody ever said they would. Like they were trying to reject them for so many years. Yeah. Well, now look at them. Yeah, look at them. I mean, and and for all you geeks out there that say, but uh, Spider Man is Sony. That is true. But yes, he's still a Marvel but he's still character. Marvel character. Marvel character. Stanley still proud. That's like, right. That's right. And the second milestone, the two hundred million dollar mark. The first Avengers exactly. movie, which also holds the record for the first movie to ever make two hundred million in the first weekend and over a hundred million in the second weekend. Damn. We'll see if Endgame can do. I'm that. really interested to see what yeah, the second yeah. weekend's well, going to be. We know Infinity War did, yeah. So, uh, I'm pretty sure Endgame probably will yeah. too. But um, so yeah, there it is. The the first. 100 million the first 200 million the first 300 million opening weekends all marvel films oh man it's um, a great time to be a comic geek oh my gosh yeah and, and you know i loved that first movie yeah Toby honestly movie. it was years Tom holland of, don't get me wrong yeah. i think he's the perfect spider-man but toby nailed it Sam he Randy nailed it it was it was great yeah honestly honestly oh man it's time for some box office predictions let's do a little recap of last week avengers endgame 
Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like that's all basically I have to say because that's the only thing I got right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything else was so confusing. I'm not even gonna lie. I predicted like La Llorona getting second again, and it got like third. Captain Marvel bumped back up to second. Yeah, the only film that bumped up. Yeah, other than Ava- and clearly because of Avengers Endgame. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so obviously Avengers Endgame was number one with. $357 million mm, domestically. That's a box office record, guys. Number two was Captain Marvel with $8.3 million. Number three was <laughs> Curse of Lorona with $8 million. Number four was Breakthrough, which is a Christian movie, guys, not a horror film. <laughs> <That's right>. um, <laughs> with $6.8 million. And number five was Shazam with five point six. million. I'm guessing that's in the top five because it's a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, you hear $357.1 million. Eight million number yeah. two. Uh, yeah, like, like number the disparity like, between number one and number two is like what I know. <laughs> it's just it's like, so crazy, man. Oh my gosh, man. it really is. But new, there are new movies coming out this week, even though they won't have a shot at being number one. No, um, you got the long shot, which is that one with Charlize uh, Thorin and uh, Seth Rogen where he's a journalist and she's a politician and they get in love. It looks like a good date movie. They yeah. yeah. They, they, they get in love. They fall in love. <laughs> you know, they you know. They like the love in them. <laughs> uh, you know, we in the South, uh, Hollywood <laughs> South. Uh, then we have The Intruder coming out, which is a thriller slash horror flick. Oh, yeah. It looks kind of interesting. It's about this couple that like buys this house and then the dude's basically been living there his whole life and so he kind of sticks around and stalks them i will does, say they've oh go ahead does quaid's face is just too nice like I he's know, so yeah. much of a nice guy he, he does this weird creepy smile that yeah. is yeah. kind of terrifying I just don't know if I they have done it. a pretty decent job marketing that film on social media yeah, yeah. i see it everywhere on yeah. social media so i mean i i would give it a shot it, i mean I, I i'll you know i don't know i just there's something that's not connecting in my brain of dennis quaid crazy killer right psycho guy right just didn't i don't know why because like i don't see octavia spencer that way but i could totally see her like with mm-hmm. her new yeah movie that i don't crazy, know i don't know yeah. what it is yeah have Some, you seen the trailer yeah you saw the trailer right yeah i've seen the trailer for yeah. both of them yeah. uh, the question is can you find it on a screen is a there a point. movie theater that will actually put it on a screen yeah. i feel so bad for these films opening i know i mean us is already coming off and uh hellboy is already coming out of the theaters like yeah. it these films that well i mean other than hellboy us was a box office hit yeah so i mean yeah. it's very surprising that came out like two months ago and would normally still be in for one or two showings a day but not now nope because there's still at least 20 showings of avengers endgame at every theater so yeah. but yeah and also ugly dolls is coming out this is an animation cgi pick uh i forget who it's distributed by but it's you know about loving your inner self blake shelton's in it um some other people oh. um but movies that are still out avengers endgame you know that one's gonna take it once again i'm sure everybody's gonna go see it for the fourth and fifth time this weekend we have the curse of la rona also still out we have breaking through christian movie not a horror um <laughs> captain marvel and we have dumbo pet cemetery shazam and little mm so we shall see what happens, but like I said, uh, last on previous on previous segments, <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna do this week. So uh, 
I guess Avengers Endgame, 130 to 150 million, I guess. I don't know. We, we shall We're see. We're in uncharted waters. We are here. in uncharted waters. And no man. one knows. I'm pretty sure it's going to break 100, 100 million at least for the second weekend, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without doubt. I, I think it's going to have to go over 150, though. You because think? It's got to do the record. And I think the record's like 137 or mm. something like 137 million. Yeah. I want to say weekend? for. For second weekend. We should say, if anybody's got a chance, it's them, because the first movie to ever have $100 million or more in the second weekend after having that much on the first is the first Avengers movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're used to like, oh, okay, we got to exactly. do a big second weekend. We can do this. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, we talked about in other segments before, big milestones uh, domestically at the box office have been broken by Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man, $100 million. Uh, Avengers, the original one, two hundred million, and now Endgame, three hundred million. Yep. Whew. Yeah, it's a lot of money, man. Kevin Feige, mm, smart dude. Like smart. you said, there should be an award named after him. The Feige Award. The Feige Award sounds badass. It, it does sound badass, and this is breaking right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out there because you brought up Spider Man, the first, uh, first Spider Man, Tobey Maguire one, first one over to ever make a hundred million dollars in a weekend. Well, one of the women behind that, responsible for that, uh, Amy Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Sony, um, she huge and by the way huge in negotiating with Kevin Feige for Tom Holland to enter into the MCU, leaving Sony Pictures oh, after wow. thirty years. Wow, maybe she's, coming over to Disney. No, she's taking a first look deal with Universal. Oh, that's huge though because she was integral in the whole negotiating and the the co yeah. you can exist in the MCU so, kind of. So what does this mean for the future of Tom Holland like Spider Man top liaison like? Yeah, because mm. uh, uh, Far From Home is the last yeah. film in that initial deal. Yeah. And so without Pascal there, does Tom Holland and Spider-Man continue. move forward in the MCU? Fuck. This is, this is huge. Yeah. So there oh, you go. Oh, man. We shall see what happens, hmm. man. But yeah, back to box office predictions. Like I said, Avengers, number one. Number two, I think it's going to be The Intruder. The creepy smile, motherfucker. Mm. Uh, with around 10 to 15 million. Number three, I think, will be The Long Shot. I think that looks like a good date movie. Yeah. So little me and Lil' Cam might go see it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Number four might, is going to be uh, Ugly Dolls with 10 to 15 million. Number five is going to be Captain Marvel with around 2 to 3 million. So we shall see. Wow. You yeah. don't think Captain Marvel's going to continue the surge and stay in second place because of Endgame? There's no way it's going to be number two again because of that. Or at least be... In the top four because of Endgame. I think, I mean, it came out in March, right? That was really definitive. You were like, no <laughs> way. <laughs> I don't think it's going to do it. I think it's going to be number five. I'm just, Okay. I'm going number two. You're going number two? I think it's going to, I think it's going to stay because I think like you, your reaction when she came blowing through that ship and stopping the snap. Yeah. I think some people that maybe didn't go see Captain Marvel are going to be like, who's this badass? It's true. And they're going to want to go see it. It's true. Mm. No, number five. <laughs> okay. All right. Number All right. five. <laughs> uh, goodness. But yeah, we shall see. We shall see. It's going to be fun to talk about it again next week. It will week. be. Uh, now it's time for IMDb Pro's Top Trenders. Oh, man, this is by no surprise. Endgame is the number one film, and Game of Thrones is the number one TV yes. series. Uh, yeah, how did we get through? We didn't even mention Game I know. of Thrones. I was I know. Tavia. Oh, I was thinking gosh. about it, but I, I figured I'd just leave it alone. These bitches. <laughs> this is time. Let's talk about Game of Thrones, Tavia. How's it going? 
It's 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 going pretty good. I'm really I really am amazed that none of y'all have seen it yet and y'all haven't gotten it. Y'all would love it so much. I know. I want to. I need to binge watch. What it, was this thing called? Winter Little. Winter like, Little. What what was this event you, thing over the weekend? Y'all keep hearing about these scandals and things uh, and <laughs> have these names, and I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about because I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, I thought. Well, it, I mean, just like you know, they've been winter is coming. Winter. I thought this weekend, this big epic episode had a, a title to it because yeah. I see it everywhere. Yeah, like, I heard the so, third episode is pretty intense. It is. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know what the title is or what the pop culture title is or anything like that. But yeah, it it was pretty crazy, and I don't want to tell y'all about it because you gotta watch. <laughs> but we have so far I know, until then. I know. I mean, it like, is really good though. All the, uh, apparently, all the geeks were like, just good. they were like, who had the better weekend? You know, the mm-hmm. end game or this? I saw both of those going, on the same day. Oh, I saw oh, end game gosh. in the morning and then watched Game of Thrones Damn. at night. And oh, it was a Interfell. very emotional day. Interfell. Winterfell is what it was called. Winterfell. Well, that's just where the, everything took place. Oh. It's just name the name of the. Okay, well, that's what I was at. <laughs> I, I, we, you don't know we, shit. We, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. You called it Little Winter, so I didn't know what you were talking about. It was a little winter just it was a little cold so I, I know there's a lot of meant. snow like, but uh i know john snow yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. but do you know that he knows nothing you don't See? i don't, that's you don't you know. watch it i know nothing about the fact that john snow knows, knows nothing. nothing yeah like, I don't, it's a very, I don't. that's that's a very well-known line from it you know nothing john snow and that's his his wife in real life actually says that line. Name secret in this. Mm. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you though, because I haven't seen a single episode. The only thing no I lie. really know about Game of Thrones is that Amelia Clark is like a dragon lady, and she's naked all the time. Oh, not uh, all the time. Like a lot of the time. <laughs> she's less naked the longer it goes on. Oh, but and that Aquaman used to be in it, but. Like, Oh man, he's so good in that. Sh- oh my God, y'all gotta watch it. <laughs> See, this is all I know. Yeah, was then, Aquaman naked in it? it? And Ed Sheeran was in it. I think so. Um, don't, watch <laughs> don't talk. Just about skip that over one. that part. Uh, I love you, Ed, but that was terrible. Because if we um, have any female listeners who have never seen it and they hear that Aquaman, you know, Jason Momoa was I, naked in yeah. it, they'll watch it. They're like, oh my God. I mean, I I think so. I mean, it, I don't know if they showed. I don't really remember. Didn't him and Amelia Clark like hook up? Uh, well, well, she was. I can't tell y'all because y'all haven't watched it. Uh, but yes, it, they, they 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 were their stories were intertwined. Let's mm. put it that way. And also, <laughs> were they now? just to let you know, mm. yes, that's what we're were. calling yeah. it these days. That's what the kids are calling it. That's what the kids are calling it. You want to intertwine? How they got there? I don't want to tell y'all because it's it's not really like a spoiler. But it's just it's better if you just watch it. But I will go ahead and tell you. Don't get attached to anybody. Oh, mm. just don't Damn. because you that. never, you really never know when yeah. someone will die. Yeah. So. And this is good that we t- intertwine this into the box office segment because rumor has it there's a film. Yeah, a film coming. Film? That that's that's yeah. what that'd they're cool. saying. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I, I mean, I know we're, they're talking about that uh, prequel series too. They're already yep. in development for so that one. One day, just like you with coffee, Logan, <laughs> oh, you guys God. will all, all of you will look back and be like, "You were so right. We should have been watching this." We all along. And I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I know." I'll be able to admit that. I'm fine with that. Because it really is good. It is. It really, really Will you really, be able really, really to admit good. that? I'll be able to admit that. Okay. Maybe on the same day, I'll be able to admit that I finally saw all the Harry Potter movies. No. Yeah, you still need to do that. G.O.T., put that first. Harry Potter can wait. G.O.T., Harry Potter. I yep. mean... Got that. I mean, Harry Potter's already passe. Uh, this yeah, is still happening. Now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And plus, I, do I love haven't winter. seen Game of Thrones yet, so I really can't no, compare no. accurately. It's so I'm a Yankee, so I do love winter. 
So well, I, what yeah. a better what a better I mean, reason. It's always better snowing watch. and cold in the show. Yeah. I know that because every <laughs> promo I ever see, there's like snow and cold uh, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, where it was, it's actually filmed in. Uh, well, some of it is filmed in Dubrovnik, which is where my oh. family is from in oh, Croatia. Shit. And it's not snowy down there. No. And also in the Iron Isles, which are islands, and there's no snow on islands. Well, probably there is, but not in these. Not in these islands. And also where Daenerys is from is more like a, I mean, it's like a whole world. We, I, <laughs> one thing I have learned just from this box office segment, this is, by the way, still the box office segment, it right? Is. We need an entire episode of GOT just for Tavia. Just for Tavia. She could fill the whole three hours. <laughs> like, she just go. Like, I mean. She's like, I couldn't it's, bitches. It's, it's really, really She's good. like, what? You said a Harry Potter episode. Know. Why not a GOT? <laughs> <Why not? laughs> I don't know how else to say it other than it's really, really good. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. Really it's worth the hype. It. It's one of those things where you're like, eh, is it really that great? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And the top trending star is Macy Williams. Now that I think was uh, Aria, right? I believe so. That's, and that's probably because you saw her boobs last episode. Yeah, that's probably why. And everyone thought it's she good was reason. Good. There it is. Well, and it's everyone thought reason. she was twelve, but she's actually twenty-two. Oh, she's twenty-two, folks. Oh, not even in the show is she twelve. Uh, so I bet people were freaking she out about that. She just looks young. Yeah, but she's she is legal. She's yeah. twenty-two. She's legal. It's we, okay. we, we can't do a GOT thing without Tavia saying boobs. Uh, like every go back and listen. Just go back and listen to everything. Uh, yeah. We're talking Game Basically, of Thrones. Yeah. Tavia is talking <laughs> boobs. Yeah. Now, when you watch it, you'll understand why. Just saying. I was so confused. We're actually in the trending IMDb. I, I said box office, but I she's know. got me all out of whack. It's Winterfell. That's where it was, and blah blah blah. Uh, but if, I, I mean, but if you like those moments where you're just like breathless because you're like, did that really just happen? Then you're gonna love Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, I thought she was gonna say boobs again. No. <laughs> <laughs> those are just like the icing on the cake. But the actual cake yeah. is really good too because mm. you're like, oh my god, mm. got to the boot devour to clarify that. that. Yeah, the boobs are just foreplay. The boobs are just, <laughs> just foreplay. No, they're icing. <laughs> they're icing, <laughs> which is great in foreplay. I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> oh I just God. gave the listeners way too much oh information. My but so anyway, who now so needs therapy? Again. Anyway, thank you guys for listening along to this box office segment. Oh man, we love film and television. It's been a little crazy, you know. All right, Billboard chart toppers, man. We got some good stuff to talk about this week. We listened to all. of the stuff that is on our list today oh there's there's some good stuff there, there, there's some good stuff <laughs> and and some interesting and stuff. some interesting stuff <laughs> i mean we, we got some opinions on it uh that we just don't understand to be no, honest with you no now let's get started with the hot 100 this is by no surprise and the fourth week at number one yes Old Country Road, Lil Nas X, and Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Lil Cam loves it. L- Lil Cam favorite song. Lil yeah. Cam favorite song. Uh, I just I love it because it shows that there there can be mixes between genres. Like there, you don't have to be fit into this little box. No, absolutely not. And and you saw I forget which festival it was, but they performed it together live oh, at, at a music fest just recently, and the crowd was eating it up, man. Yeah. I mean. I I do think it's one of those songs. Either you love it or, or you, you hate, hate it. it. There's Agreed. like no in between. Yeah. But I, me, I love it. Exactly. I mean, and I'm I'm glad to see Billy Ray just kind of finally right. like figuring out what he wants to Agreed. do. I guess. 
I mean, and it's his time. I think he felt like he stepped back and focused so long on Miley. Yeah. It's time for him to kind of reemerge and like, find his place. Agreed. You know? And, yeah. And when the making of this, when I saw the making of this song, a video on Twitter, man, their chemistry was just hilarious. So yeah. I'm glad like it's all working out for him. And especially Billy Ray, because I always felt like he was a good guy and just never really, after Achy Breaky Heart, like it just kind of never really happened for him. Yeah. Again. No, I feel like, you know, he attempted a little bit of an acting gig. But I, like I said, yeah. I think he just took a back seat and like took Miley and, you know, and yeah. uh, it's his time now, man. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, I'm happy about this. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I love the song. Every time it's on, I feel like I got to sing it. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great song. It's very catchy. It's very great catchy. Song. Now, the next one, top 200 albums, Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Now, this one we listened to a little bit. Uh, this girl is like 16, 17, yeah, teenage. Yeah. She's got some amazing vocals, but I feel like she doesn't use them to her full potential. Yeah, no. And, and, and like one song will hit yeah. and then one song it'll be like, why aren't you like nailing it? Like, yeah. you nail it? and then two, I, I feel like sometimes at least on on the stuff that we've listened to mm-hmm. a bit repetitive yeah agreed. you know how like so, like the, these these younger pop stars they come out and like every song kind of right. sounds the same i mean lyrically they're different yeah. and you know but i feel like she gets this like beat yeah. going and it's a I guess for me, immediately identifiable. Right. Like, oh, okay, that's that or whatever. Yeah. So, but I agree with you. I think she's got some serious like pipes. Yeah. But I want to hear her belt it exactly. out. Exactly. Well, I mean, and what I'm worried about is what if she's under the Lady Gaga effect, as you'd like to say, mm. that maybe the industry is controlling like her character and she hasn't got to like branch out and be herself yet. But she's still very young. So I don't yeah, know. That, that's true. I mean, that's true. I'd like, to, honestly, I would just like to see her. Behind a piano, yeah, acapella, mm-hmm. and just show the world what you got. Because I feel like every now and then, when you're listening to this, you can hear it. Yeah, you're like no, this girl can sing. Yeah. It's like kind of like when Kid Rock sits down and just sings. Exactly. And you're, you're like, like what the fuck? Yeah, I, I get that with her. It's just like if she would sit down and just go at it at the p, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, so, but she's like you said, she's young. I'm Agreed. sure she's, she's gonna find it. Yeah, figuring everything it. out. And the singles on this album are "Bad Guy," "When the Party Is Over," and "Bury a Friend." I, those have been playing on the radio nonstop. So I'm honestly and like not Lil surprised. Cam said, this is actually her second album. Yeah, right? her debut album. Uh, apparently, Lil Cam liked. Yeah, like there was a, a lot of songs ago, on there. Two years so. ago, something like that. Yeah. So so that's awesome. Good <laughs> for crazy. her. We're saying she's 16. We're like, yeah, that first album was a year or two ago. All it's right. like. At 14? Yeah. It's crazy, She's killing it. It's crazy how younger people can just get in the entertainment industry. I feel like... Do you think that's like the American Idol voice effect on the industry? Mm, Maybe. Because I I mean... Yeah. I mean, you see all these younger kids probably watching these shows growing up, and then YouTube comes along, and they're like, shit, we can just audition for the world. Right, right. And then both these shows have lowered their age limits to try to get on there. I mean, how many kids are on The Voice this season? Yeah, Exactly, exactly. And there, there's several on American Idol too. I think yeah. they're like 16, and it's like Jesus. It's amazing though. Like these, you just hope that. And in her case, like you said, you said maybe the industry's got the grip. Yeah. You hope in their case is that they're being guided by the right people because they're so young. Yeah, and you go the wrong way, and exactly. that could be you know it could be treacherous. <laughs> Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, yeah. Justin Demi Bieber, Lovato. Demi Lovato. Just so saying. Many. Still Britney Spears. Like, that bitch is not okay. <laughs> no, she was just back in. Like, I mean, have you guys seen that video? So, like, so just, you know, you hope that these young kids getting in have got the right people around them. Yeah. Be aware. 
if it don't feel right, say something. Exactly. Don't, I mean, you know. Exactly. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with. Exactly. Like, like seriously. Trina Lafargue, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. It's don't okay. Do it. Agreed. And so, yeah. yeah. It is what it is, man. Now, this next one I'm confused about, and I know you're a little bit confused about it because I just don't get it. We talk about it sometimes on the show. Yeah. Uh, the Asian Invasion, BTS or Behind the Scenes, yeah. I really don't know. They have a big song out now with uh, Halsey, but it's like, it's because so, I, th- I think they're South Korean. So they're speaking yeah. Korean and Halsey's singing in American. So right. I'm just, I don't know. I, it's I, catchy. I, it's catchy, but. No, no doubt the yeah. beat is catchy. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like if I have to whip out Google Translate right. to get into the song, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I can't rock out to something I can't sing along no, to. No, no. You know? At least I feel like these artists that come out and they'll do a little bit of Spanish in their song or whatever. Yeah. I got you. I, yeah. got, I got that. Like, okay. But, like, this Japanese and Asian, it's like I need my translator to figure out yeah. what they're saying. And, and it's just hitting like, huge over here right now, man. Oh, there's a couple oh. of different groups. Yeah. yeah like you said, uh, South Korean, and then there's this Asian uh, rock band. Uh, Lil Cam and I saw them open, and I wish I could remember the name, but we saw them open for the like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh wow! Full out Shogun Warrior outfit, oh, shit. just jamming out. Damn. And I'm like, the funniest thing was is, and I guess like you said, it's just so popular, it's catching on. Like literally, the entire stadium, you could see the phones light up, and they're all googling who yeah, the fuck are these right, people? Like, like, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, well, I feel like. Music is so much what you feel yeah. when you're hearing it. So, yeah. I mean, if it's catchy and they feel like they can dance to it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the funniest thing, though, is like you'll be riding down the road and, you know, you got these people jamming with their windows open and they're singing South uh, yeah, Korean. You're like, like, they know that uh, yeah. shit. They own that shit. They, do. Like, they could be the whitest white person <laughs> you have ever seen, but they are straight up singing oh Korean. Like, they, uh-uh. So funny. But That's like you so said, funny. if they're feeling it, and uh, I mean, what did they always say? Music is the universal language, yeah. right? So, I mean, exactly. Exactly. If you're getting down, I mean, uh, what it. was it? 99 Red Balloons? Yeah. That's, uh, a, yeah. that's a German song, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, me personally, I kind of like the German version yeah. better than the American no. version. So, yeah. Mm, see, there you go. Yeah. I'm, so. a, I'm a 99 Loof Balloon kind of. Like. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know. Oh, you know. Giant Loof. You know. You know. Uh, that's red in German. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, this next one is by no surprise because this is yet another catchy song. The top radio song of this week is the Jonas Brothers sucker yeah that's that I'm a sucker for you with that huge music videos that's got all their wives in it it was like the Jonas Brothers were here I know right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but it's it's cool to see them like have a resurgence as a band because when they broke up like the only one that kind of had any success was Nick it looked like yeah so yeah and then I mean, Joe in this like weird group for like half yeah, a second. Like, like, what was that? I had no idea what was but, going uh, on. And then it, what, what the oldest one, and God, I never remember that dude's name. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, sorry, Jonas know. Brothers. Um, He did the family thing. Yeah. Got married, had a little, you know, exactly. did the family life kind of thing. But. Exactly. I mean, good, good. Yeah. Kudos to them, but they also put out another single called Cool which I think the two music videos kind of look very similar. So that's a little weird for me. I feel like they were just trying to make it as high production value as possible just so it could be liked. I do like the one with other spouses, though. Yeah, I do I mean, like you that know, one. It's that's kinda, pretty cool. And I wonder if, because you bring up a good point, they do look very similar, but they're also doing like this 
documentary of the Jonas Brothers and yeah. like they're giving. I wonder yeah. if those videos are like footage from the documentary, cool. and that would explain why they kind of look similar yeah. in tone and kind of like. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I don't know. That would be cool. But boy, it sure is sparking a lot of interest. You know, you had Hanson now Jonas Brothers, and yeah. everybody saw. Oh my gosh, are Sync gonna do it? Or you yeah. know, and. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, right. I'm. I, let me just say though, I'm happy for the Jonas Brothers. That's great. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, their first two songs are okay. They're catchy, and yeah. you know, they're not bad. But um, this whole Lance Bass dog and JT. Yeah. Like it if, seems like there's uh, some beef. Within, yeah. Uh, if you're trying to make a comeback, or you're trying to make yourself relevant again yeah. by bashing JT, it's not. I just yeah. that's not okay. No. That's not okay. I feel like if you guys want to move on without JT, and yeah. JT's cool with that, which yeah. I'm sure he would be. Mm-hmm. Great. Exactly. I don't see the need of saying some bad shit about exactly. him to make that happen. Exactly. Though. I just, you know. And I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, I feel like it's only going to make himself look bad because everybody likes Justin Timberlake. Exactly. So, exactly. I don't understand. I mean, and everybody seemed to like all of them. So yeah. this is like definitely, in my opinion, the wrong way to go. Yeah. Just do what you do. Let JT do what he does and Very you know, be weird. happy. Very but, weird. And the reason I bring it up, I know it's kind of like switch gears, but I mean, no, because good. we are seeing all these kind of bands yeah. reunite and I yeah, mean, it just makes sense it. that NSYNC would do it. I mean, they showed up at Coachella with yeah. Ariana and like, yeah. you know, well, I was so. just about to bring up Destiny's Child, Beyonce, like yep. last year at Coachella. So. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but you know, it, all the fans do love it. Do it right. You, you don't have to be a hater to exactly. like, you know. Exactly. Quit being a dick. Especially exactly. to somebody like... <laughs> Or dick, uh, right? You I, don't have to be a hater or a dick. Or I a mean, dick. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, this next one is by no surprise. These next two are by no surprise. Top digital song sales and top streaming song still "Old Country Road." Yes. I mean that it's been rocking and rolling. Spotify, Apple Play, everywhere. Like, I mean, Lil Cam's been... downloaded it everywhere. Uh, yeah, you know, no, no. She's no. like, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't. She gets upset when I play it in the car. But it's fine. It's fine. And this next one I'm still confused about. The top album sales is that BTS album, which I looked up. It's only seven songs. So I'm confused on because it's weird nowadays because there's mixtapes, there's albums, there's EPs, there's LPs. I don't know what is what. Like EPs, I felt like were between one and seven songs and albums kind of like told a story and like a mixtape was like a compilation. But now like I'm just so confused. I don't know. I don't, look, look, back in my day, a mixtape is something you made for the girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all my favorite love songs. And, you know, it's just kind of. So I have no idea. Mixtape must mean something totally new for the young kids. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was when you took your time, you had to wait, and then, right. you know, and then you get all pissed off because you had it perfect, but then you got the DJ because you couldn't cut the tape like, off fast. Fuck. Now, fuck. <laughs> you couldn't just download the song. You had to wait for the radio, you know? And it's oh, like, my gosh. That's mixtape for me. So I don't Hell know, yeah. man. You're looking at the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that one was only seven songs, so I consider it an EP. It's not an album. But there you go. Like there I said, go. I I don't understand the Asian invasion. <laughs> but <laughs> on to the next one, the top digital album sales, Cause I Love You, Lizzo. Oh, man, we just listened to this one. What? We were shocked. We were not expecting this shit. No. This girl had some rap. She had some crazy pipes, some crazy vocals. Like I felt like it was more like grungier than aretha franklin and then went all beyonce ape shit with on that carter album it was so crazy i was not expecting it no pipes like serious pipes but then like you said 
kind of some some grit in there. You yeah. know, that, the little rap you don't expect her to no. come out all of a sudden hit like that high Aretha note. You're, you're like, like, oh, what? Yeah, but, <laughs> but good for her. I mean, you know, Hell yeah. you can do it, do it. I but mean, man, that's why I love doing this segment. We get to listen to all kinds of new music every week. Absolutely. You know, exposed. you know what I'm hoping is on there next week. Mm. I mean, and maybe we'll find out. You're gonna have to listen every week because it's yeah. gonna be a fun segment every it week. Uh, Madonna released a new. Song. Oh shit! She yeah, did. she's got some new stuff yeah, out. I listened so. to that new single. She, it was weird. Yeah, it. it, it, it <laughs> but let's be honest about it. I, I mean. Because we all know, I'm. I, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm old. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's fine. I, I'm original Madonna. I'm like back there, you know, when she was original, you know, first out. And uh, that's, I think, what she does best. Yeah. She puts stuff out that you just don't expect. Right. And I think that's what keeps her relevant. Well, I feel like she reinvents herself yeah. every album. Like, I feel like Taylor Swift is kind of following that motto right now, I mean, that let's, mantra. Let's be honest. If you're going to survive in the music industry for 40 plus years, yeah. you have to keep reinventing you yourself. You do. So, yeah, you got to stay relevant, man. Yeah. You really do. You really do. And the last and final chart topper is top vinyl album sales. I like vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. That's why I put this one on here. I was vinyl before vinyl was cool, okay? I'm just saying. All these young people, ooh, I got vinyl. I got vinyl. Bitch, I've had I vinyl. I've had vinyl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it is the Rolling Stones Honk, which oh. is like a compilation mixtape album of all their basically greatest hits that they love. Yeah, and yeah, I love this album. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... If you're a Rolling Stones fan, or if you're just old like I am, <laughs> you're going to like this album because, I mean, you're going to know almost every song on the album, and, I mean, it's it's some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's got some great cover art, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was, like, four boxes, and then there was an... It looked kind of like a donut, then with their, you know, Rolling Stones lips and tongue po- yeah. punk poking out of the donut is really cool. Uh, can we just... One of the single most iconic symbols ever. Honestly. I mean, the Rolling yeah, Stones. It's, you it know, is. And how can you not? Whoever was like, no, nah, let's just use mixed lips. Right. I mean, I, I'm brilliant. Because, Seriously. I mean, it's, but no, so all, all kidding aside, great album. And if you like vinyl, this yeah. is like old school Rolling Stones. So yeah. you're getting like legit shit. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some uh, live songs on there too. So oh, you yeah. get some concert yeah. stuff in there. I got to tell you too, and I'm so glad that vinyl's making this resurgence. And by the way, guys, for anybody, it never left. It never left. It never left. Everybody <laughs> thinks like they stopped making no. They did. Yeah. But but I am glad to see the resurgence and you bring up a great point because there are some awesome concert albums yeah. that were recorded live exactly. in these venues and when you get that on vinyl mm-hmm. and you got them little scratches you and you've got it, yeah. that ambient noise yeah. from the stadium there's nothing like no, it no man you can't get that on digital exactly. you just can't so exactly. go get you a player they're mm-hmm. everywhere now you yeah. know Get some vinyl mm-hmm. and check that shit out. You 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 will be happy you did. Honestly. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I it's been some good music coming out recently. It really has. Yeah, I'm excited for. I what like comes out I next. like our little bunch. I do too. Uh, you know our our crazy ant bunch. We're eclectic. We are we're like all over the map mm-hmm. in the song. So the music stuff's always fun every exactly. week. Exactly. I mean, we're listening to all kinds of stuff. Except Lil Cam, don't think I listen to shit. Yeah, she's like, like how you know that song? You, you ain't never heard it. You ain't heard that <laughs> shit. Like, but, like, I'm singing every word, so I must have heard it. No. <laughs> oh, Lil' Cam. So, man, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for coming and getting a little crazy on this Billboard Chart Topper segment. Man, it's fantastic. I love doing this. Like, 
we know we love to do. But anyway, guys, thank you again for tuning along to the show. It's been fantastic. Make sure to follow us at social media handles at Crazy Ant Media. And make sure to follow us all individually if Little Cam and Tavia will let you. They have lock profiles. Um, but you can follow <laughs> my... private, bro. I'm private, bro. <laughs> don't take it personal. If don't they, take if it personal. Don't. Yeah, don't take it personal. But you can follow myself everywhere on social media at JLoFantastic and... And Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yes, that's right, that's right. right. Make sure to visit our website too, crazyantmedia.com, where you can get some crazy amazing t-shirts, logos made by myself and the one and only Tavia Marinovich. Um, Make sure to listen and subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Anchor, Spotify, all that good shit. And you know who is eventually going to listen to this podcast? She's got to. She's got to. to. Oh, boy!